morning. Hey, Merry Christmas. It's, it's Christmassy, isn't it? Ho, ho. We are ho, not, ho. not just because of your uh, avatar, but uh, it is, it's starting to feel uh, cringly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm, against I'm the Pliskin, Christmas spirit. Pliskin Claws here. Pliskin Old Saint Snake. <laughs> I escape. I escape from the North Pole every year. Where, uh, where'd you find that avatar? Do you edit that yourself? You just find him like as, uh, well, what, he's what, yeah. The, my favorite Christmas movie now is the Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. It's no, yeah, wait, the Christmas. Wait, what's the what's the background on that one? Well, I don't know how old the movie is, but yeah. it's called the Christmas Chronicles. You can look it up, and yeah. it's and and Kurt Russell's like the coolest Santa Claus ever. He's, okay. He's, he's well, he's just Kurt the Russell. Best. Whatever <laughs> yeah. he does, he's he's the coolest Wyatt Earp. Yep. He's the coolest whatever yep. uh, Snake Plissken. He, he's just he just he's like our modern day Steve McQueen. Yep. Yeah, and he's pro Second Amendment, and yes, he's one of us. So yeah, it, it's uh, I'd encourage people to watch it. It's a fun fun little movie. Um, he's well, always talking shtick? about what, what is he? He's a cool Santa Claus. Like he's is Santa Mrs. Claus. Claus hot. <laughs> He's Santa Claus, okay, and, and he his his uh, sleigh crashes, and he's got a he's got to enlist the help of these kids, and uh-huh. it's just a little adventure thing. Kind of puts a different spin, kind of tries to put a realistic spin, I guess, on uh, Santa Claus. So yeah, it's it's a interesting. Realistic, sp- okay. Is he in shape? Is he fat? Yeah, he's not fat. Does he's not okay. fat. Does he have a hot wife? That's all I want to know. That's, the, that's the surprise at the end. Oh, come on. Don't make us do what? Who is that? I could just look it up. Tell us who the wife is at the end. What hot babe did he get this time? Well, Linda Carter? Go- no, it's Goldie Hawn, his wife. Oh. <laughs> so it's a great little moment. Brilliant. At, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like in um, uh, Robin Hood where King Richard comes back and yes. Sean Connery. Yep. Yep, that was that's exactly the, like that. Yep. It's what that was one of the best cameo appearances. He's like, holy shit, that was that was great. That's uh, oh and well, she good. comes in at the end and is like, So how did it go this year? And, oh well, I had a few little issues, and little she bumps. sort of ribs him a little bit for you know getting into trouble because he's not the perfect Santa Claus, you know, but yeah. he's awesome. So yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's the real hero. There's no Never meet your heroes, man. Never meet your heroes. That's what right. I found out. Not that I've ever met a hero, but people have met me and then they realize I'm not this godlike figure that I portray on the internet. I'm actually just quite a scumbag guy. And well, I feel so bad. I mean, you met why? me. You met me. So I, what do you mean I met you? How is that I'm, bad? I'm not your hero. God damn. I have no heroes. <laughs> God, you know, I don't want to meet Bruce Willis because then I'd be like so let down. Like, I just want to just let me think he's John McClane. God, just I don't even want to. I just hello, sir. Nice to meet you. You've influenced me without you. I would not be what I am today. And then I'd leave. I don't want to have. Hey, yeah, man, you want to get a beer? I'm just like this <laughs> big like, you know, you'd almost want Bruce Willis to flick you off. Like a little, like a little pest that you are. Like fuck you, I'm Bruce Willis. I got shit to do. I'm like he's so awesome. I met Nuno Betancourt. He was one of my guitar heroes, and he was a really, really good guy. Really decent guy. Is that uh? He, that's one of your uh, Scandinavian uh, rock metal bands. No, right? no, he's he no? was an extreme. He wrote the greatest uh, pussy rock song of all time, more than words. You know the that's the a rock song. Well, it was on a, a yes. that one. Yes, and that's a, the, uh, yeah. that one. That's you a know rock how, song. 
Do you know how much money they made on that? It's the one little, uh, you know, whatever you call them. You know what? On on a, it's on porno graffiti, which what, porno graffiti. I don't just, know what porno graffiti it's, is. It's a it, it's a fantastic display of just shredding funk metal. And then there's this little song on there called "More Than Words," where they where Hang they on. do the pussy rock song. <laughs> more, more than words. How do you measure that? Not box office. Um, oh, I have. How no do you idea. measure a single song? More than words song. I guess Wikipedia will have a look at these two. Fahaga haga hogs. Hey, come on, that's Nuno. That's Nuno, man. He's part Portuguese, hair. part Native American. Okay, all right. You're yeah, American. Even, even more gahaga haga. And there's a concert of him where he calls himself an American Portuguese. He doesn't do the Portuguese American thing. He actually says um, he puts the American first. Okay. No. I I'm not I'm not begrudging him because look, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna it's Operation Evil. I'm gonna I'm going to thing. All right. Uh, genre. How do you measure a one hit thing? Like, how do you measure a single in terms of its success? Oh, God, I have uh, I have no idea. I mean, how long it was on the top 10 or whatever at the time. Yeah, maybe um, charts, I guess, is the way to do it. Australian singles chart number seven, Canadian singles chart two, Dutch three, New Zealand seven, Swiss 12, U.S. seven. There's no way that was seven. I remember they played that damn song all the time. Right. And it's still, uh, I think American Idol or one of those dumb contest shows just recently used it for their, uh-huh. their stars to sing a duet. You know, they got a bunch of money from that. I mean, the royalties. Oh, yeah. No, you, dude, that's, that's the dream. That is yeah. the dream. You just need one, man. You uh-huh. just need one. And what I found real interesting in doing the Clary tests, um, a couple guys wanted me to do some of their their rock musician heroes. And and much as I'm giving these guys an extreme guff, what you find out is a lot of these successful long-term rock musicians. Uh who is who's the guitar player for Slayer? Well, I don't know, but just just a one last thing on Nuno, you'd yeah. like him. He quit high school. He said, "Fuck yeah. school. I'm going to I'm going to focus on my craft." <laughs> well, see, and that's that's a, a very common repeat story when we look into these guys is they're kind of like, oh, they're crazy, you know, like Kiss. Okay, G- there's an element of Gene Simmons to a lot of these guys where it's like, yeah, he's crazy with the hat and the makeup and the hair and everything. And then behind the scenes, he's like this shrewd businessman. Oh, he's, he's who, a fantastic got, businessman. Yeah. Right, but that's more common, maybe not to the level of Gene Simmons. But there, when you look at these musicians and the guy who's Slayer that someone and I remember because he's like a libertarian, he's a stay at home dad and has nuclear family and very traditional, even though on Slayer he's out there. Ah! You no, know, I saw that. a meme with him recently. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, the, you'd be surprised with these guys that all they do is they make one hit and then they save their money. They're the opposite uh-huh. of MC Hammer. Like they make their money and they're like, yeah, it's cool if it makes, you know, but I'm saving it. And they. You know, whatever they put up on the front, they're back at home taking care of the kid. You know, they're a great dad. Uh, you know, they they're into cooking or something like that, and their wife loves them. You know, it's just it's uh, 
it's it's nice it, to see that. When I talked to Nuno, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna play some of uh, we're gonna play one of your songs at our wedding." You know, me mm-hmm. and Mrs. DT talking to Nuno, and immediately he goes, "What more than words?" And we're like, "No, sick punk." <laughs> he, <laughs> he laughed. At, he laughed at that because <laughs> he's got to be so used to everybody using more oh, than yeah. words. You know, oh, yeah, no. So. There are there are a couple songs I never need to hear again, um, and I've purged them from my memory but they're all played at weddings of <laughs> yeah. which, Hey, you know what? Hey, you've, you're done with your wedding phase, right? Everybody got married. Now it's over. Even the second round people who got married a second time. Cause we're in our forties now. Right. Like right. I haven't been invited to a wedding in years, which is kind of nice. Well, and if I am invited, I'm probably not driving back to Minnesota anyway. So, right. Right. But I, I remember I had one buddy of mine who is now on her third husband and, uh, that was the last last wedding I've been to, which is gosh, three four years ago, and um, you know, there there's like the wedding gift thing or the donation bucket or whatever. I'm like, I'm not putting any because I have a rule now. I don't get wedding gifts anymore. You get anniversary <laughs> gifts because this wedding shit is bullshit. No one sticks around. Like half the weddings I've been to, surprise surprise, all ended up in divorce. And right. so I, I don't I don't reward. Oh, we exchanged vows and had this really expensive party. And we we didn't honor our vows because, yeah, you know, it's like a starter marriage or dating or whatever. And so uh, they ended up calling me and like, hey, did you give us a gift? I said, fuck no. When you make it 10 years, I'll give you a gift. Do you and, do the dollar dance? Do you at least do the dollar oh, dance? Fuck, I do. No. I, you don't even I, go out there and show off no, like with your little no, because swing. What, whoa, what, me? Shit. No, no, no. Dude, okay. Wait. <laughs> Let me explain to you how ballroom dancing works. Okay. The other person needs to know what they're doing. They too. need to know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. <laughs> because otherwise it's dancing like with a, a dump truck. You right. can take, I have, her name was April, large black woman, uh, six feet tall, probably two, just a huge black woman. Like if I, I need a female on, a, on my side in this bar fight, you got to pick kickball, but we're doing affirmative action bar fight. Okay. And you got to pick a female and preferably get your minority card in there too. If you wanted someone on your team, You'd want April, uh, just a big woman. And uh, not even necessarily you have fat, but big. And um, that woman was so light on her feet. She was a, a pleasure to dance with. She performed like a Ferrari, a really big Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> and and oh, because good. I was I bet, short, yeah. <laughs> and I had to jump to do turns to clear her head, uh, which is somewhat common for me because if I dance with a particularly taller woman, you got to otherwise they're bending down to accommodate for you. Um, so they're so more, more entertaining for people watching. Yes, yeah, so I had a bit of three dimensionality to the white man dance. can't jump. Oh, uh, yeah, watch this, sweetheart. Here we go. Uh, but she was, she knew how to dance. And then you could take the lightest waif, some 90 pound nothing. And if they're hey, and they're swinging themselves, I've literally walked off the dance floor from girls because we're not dancing. They're turning themselves, they're like dancing on their own. I'm like, all right, you, you don't know how to dance. Uh, so it's the same thing with. Uh, wedding parties, the women are drunk. Not, they, they'll, you can, you don't ask them, do you want to dance? You ask them, do you know how to dance? Right. And they'll still say, yeah. And then, they'll, and they're like sweating. It's like, okay, fuck it. They won't, uh, you can't lead them. They keep on trying can't to lead. lead. Yeah. They don't understand the concept of lead. Fo- Following is a skill. It's an absolutely vital skill. Well, you have to right? trust the other person completely to, right. to, yeah. to lead you and that, you know, yeah, it's I've, it's a it's a sort of an act of faith on the person being led's part, but they need to know what you're telegraphing to do. 
Right. If they you pay can't attention. just you can't just spin them and make them do everything that they're supposed to do to you. I mean, it's not like you're dancing with a doll. So no, yeah, it's it's no, definitely if, a skill. Yeah. I'll take a doll anytime over some independent minded <laughs> woman who don't oh, yeah, no for sure. fish bicycle. And you could tell. I'm not joking. In my ballroom dance classes, you could die. I wish I paid more attention. But the the happier couples were the ones where the wives got it. They mm-hmm. fucking got it. It, it wasn't a, oh, I'm subservient because I'm following. It's like, no, following is just a critical skill as leading. It's electricity. There's a positive and a negative. You ain't going to have no current without them. It, yin and yang. Uh, uh, balance equal. This is, you, you are equals on the dance floor. Just because we say you're the follower doesn't make it worse. And the the good the couples that would go home and have sex after the field trip because they'd be drunk and they'd be pawing at each other, even though they're in their 50s and 60s, the wives paid attention, they shut the fuck up, and they followed. And you could see them. They weren't spectacular, but beginning dance students, they were But they the, were guy needs, the guy needs what? I did take a couple classes. What's it right. called? Back in Manosphere talk, what is it called? Where what, what, are you, what are you providing your dance partner uh, with your lead. with your arms oh the frame yes the frame providing the frame yep because she's yeah. a lot of times especially like tango or something she's sometimes her weight if you're dragging her across the floor you have to have really good structured frame not in a player sense but in an actual physical sense because she's holding on to you and you're dragging her across the floor with her yep. leg um <clears throat> so yeah there's there's uh yeah there's a lot of responsibilities on both the men's and the women's parts but I just find it interesting that that word comes up in ballroom dancing too. It's not just yeah. it's not just like a picture frame or you're coming into my frame. The 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 dance thing, yeah, you actually are providing a strong rigid frame for them to to fall into perform upon, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. a lot. It's it's more like um, it, it'd be identical to gymnastics where you have those bars and everything mm-hmm. or the. Whatever, that's the frame by which the woman is performing her, mm-hmm. her routine. Uh, and ballroom dancing, if you look at pretty much all dancing, the men are this piece of furniture or this piece of equipment by which the women perform these acrobatics. That's essentially all dancing is. This yep. is why the guys are just straight black tuxedo, nothing fancy. The women have all the fancy yep. f- dresses and things and stuff. They even wait sometimes the hem of the dress. So if a woman kicks up, the uh, dress will go up and arc back down because okay. you're kicking a weight up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, but the women have a, a just an equal responsibility. But then you and then you, the dollar dance, dude. Have, <laughs> back the the women can barely walk in their wedding dresses, let alone dance, right, and right. so they can't. You know, the, uh, I, I've had female friends who are like, "Oh, I'd love to dance, but this." thing you know my yeah. boob will fall out the shoe will fall out i'm like just just go do your waddly dance with your dad and your husband and that'll, that'll be fine hmm. i'm just looking at Streamyard here i just lost the chat oh did you yeah i'll go i'll turn i'll put on i was kind of on i think i'm good to go okay it was it's much nicer now the improvements much not much nicer you can see the super chats easier so good yeah no i uh um not to not to immediately go into uh, news, but I did have to talk about this. Have you seen this Peloton thing? Yeah, I was just commenting on one of Rolo's posts. Good. So explain it to me. Old, so I, I just Saint want someone Snake. else to explain this to me. Uh, have you seen the commercial itself? Yes, I saw the commercial. And now I guess everyone's... Okay. And, and my only 
if, if I recall correctly, it's a brunette chick who's in shape. And my only question was, why is she getting a Peloton? She's already in shape. <laughs> right. Am I, is this what we're talking about? Yes, that's that that's the that's the one we're talking about. What does the American people have their tits in the sling over now? What has bunched their panties in a bundle this time? Well, apparently it's an example of like uh, male domination or like shaming or something. Like the man is saying, "Here's your present," and the woman has to get in shape. So that's I don't know patriarchy or something. Is that really, or is that Rolo's take on it? Is that, is, no, that's is that what, what the, people, the, that's what the complaint is. And, and Rolo just posted a video where the, the husband in the commercial uh-huh. is responding to all of the complaints. Are, wait, so, are the, are <laughs> you're saying the actors are getting guffed for this now too? I guess he's, he's feeling the need to come to, to, to respond to the, to the outcry. Apparently the they lost, they lost like 9% of their stock value after the commercial after the no, yeah. dude, I'd buy Peloton right now because all this controversy yeah. is just going to make more sales. That hang on, did Pel- wait? Is Peloton its own company? Yeah, Peloton. And I, th- I think I am annoyed by the whole concept of Peloton. Actually, I'm annoyed by the whole concept of treadmills and stationary bikes already. Because what can you do, old Capmeister? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, run me again. It's it's down. It's down more than. It's down 20% from its high. When did the commercial launch? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Here ago. it is. It's gone. Yeah. I, boy, I, I'd, uh, I, if I was a playing man in the stock market, I'd look at buying this. Uh, but I'm sorry. Go, 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 what, what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, um, well, I was just saying I don't like the idea of the Peloton bike and treadmill at just as a, just as it stands, because what can you do instead of spending thousands of dollars on a piece of equipment and, you know, 50, you know, 40, 50 bucks a month on a, on a, a membership. Oh, you got to the, pay for a membership. Yes. This? What, but what can you do instead? <laughs> what can, what can you actually do instead of walking on a treadmill and riding a stationary bike? You can go outside and play. Yes. You could go Honest outside and walk God. and you Wait, can go outside so and ride a bike. I, Maybe I don't want to buy Peloton. Maybe I don't give a shit then. But it plays right into the non-disciplined people that that they need to have that screen in front of them. We are so obsessed with our devices, so obsessed with taking selfies, so obsessed with taking selfie videos Mm -hmm. that we need that screen in front of us all the time, even when we're fucking exercising now. So you need to have somebody on that screen going, come on, go, you can do it. Oh, do a little faster. Oh yeah, we're almost done. The people need, will pay for that because they don't have the discipline to just go the fuck outside or just work out. (laughs) Dude, I hate the treadmill. It's treadmill season here in Minnesota. Yep. And uh I gotta be on the trim. I hate the treadmill. Right. I cannot and they got all the they got all the oh I can watch you. I'm like, no, I just listen to my podcast. But you are right. I hate to say it, you're hundred percent right. I, I foolishly thought, DT, I thought, and that was my first mistake. Why in fuck's name would you, I could see if you lived in the north and you wanted mm-hmm. this, but you does it even work without having a subscription? Like, does it lock down unless like you haven't paid your fee? No, uh, but you're buying a really expensive stationary bike then if you're not using the the device that's attached to it. So, you know, I mean, it's you, you can save lots of money if you just buy a normal stationary bike a normal and a stationary normal treadmill. Bike. <laughs> yes. So the Honestly. whole point of it is this kind of, 
it does feed into the competitive aspect. You you talk about doing the the steps competition with Space Marcus, right? So it does it does provide some competition, which maybe helps right. people exercise. But I, I got think this most just of for bragging is, rights. That's literally the only reason. It was a two hundred dollar yeah. purchase one time. That was it. It was. Yeah. But but people need like encouragement and they need like accountability. I think. To, How about to, your husband isn't going to fuck you anymore unless right. women are, are okay. No, I literally have that in my book because I talk about the drop in testosterone among millennials and, but it's been going on among all men. And I say, okay, there's, there's a, uh, what is it? Erectile dysfunction syndrome. And there's this, and, I, and I'm like, and then there's the thing they don't talk about. Women have gotten fat that their husbands no longer want to fuck them. And I think that's the second time the word fuck is used in the entire book. Okay. Because it's, but apparently, no, it's, it's internet media, social, whatever. They got to have their, their heroin fix. They just can't get on the fucking bike and go pedal. No, right. Yep. That's um, it. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't understand it. I don't understand having to, it's basically like a video game that you have to have that score or you have to have those, um, those stars that you're awarded or you've reached the next level sure, sure, type of yeah, thing. You know? Yeah, no, I don't yeah, get got it. that on the Fitbit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't have it, a Fitbit. I don't have a Peloton. I just, for the last five years, I have a gym membership. I go to the fucking gym. I lift weights. I go home. That's what I do. And I'm that's in, what it's for. Yeah. I'm you in see, fairly that, decent shape. I do have a bit of a spare tire because I like to eat steak and hamburgers and stuff and drink right. beer. But I, for a, for a you know middle forty year old guy, I'm in good shape. I that's that's all yeah, and that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> that's and what it's know, about, yeah. And, I mean, and you're set. You're right. Here it is. Uh, her facial expression views some suggests to some viewers a desperate effort to please her spouse. Well, we mm-hmm. better fucking shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> what? Think about it. it. You're right. See, I I I was kind of hoping uh, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's the fact that she was thin already, and then, uh, but it's gotten to this, hasn't it? Now that if a woman tries to please her spouse sexually, that's degrading. Yep. That's bad. And now add to further in column A proof: women really do hate men in this country. They right. really do, or men are just like we're just going to completely ignore reality or the desires. Of I just it is it is that bad. This is this is more sad empirical truth right here. Well, my problem with the commercial is that is that the entire commercial is this woman selfie videoing herself over the span of a year riding yeah. an exercise bike. Yeah. You know? And and not a word of that, not a word of this this commercial is encouraging women to be narcissistic, you know, and and, and posting videos to get likes and from thirsty guys. That's, that's a legitimate <laughs> criticism too. But did anyone make that criticism? No, no, it, only it, me. Okay, I'm 180 degrees out of phase with SH uh, with SJW bullshit. Hang on, I'm right where I should be. I'm the complete opposite reaction (laughs) to the to the commercial. Here, here, just I just want to kind of casting a directoral decisions aside. It's not difficult to imagine that a genuinely doting husband might buy his wife an expensive exercise bike for Christmas. Whether an affluent mom might ask for one or that someone trying to get out of a personal right might feel nervous that they'll fail before and after photos of newly sent buys have been blah, 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 six months, person talking about, oh, then this goes on to the journalist turning it all about her. And it's Amanda Mole, who I don't think I have to look up or read about. 
uh, because I'm not interested in it. Um, it's stupid. Pelta bikes that are always going to fend. Pelta as just another wife guy. Unrealistic draws backlash. Harrowing on his right about sexist commercial back. Okay, so it's sexist. Honest to God, you're not I allowed mean, to have hot wives, guys. <laughs> a realistic commercial for all of this exercise equipment would be, you know, here's the new thing. Hey, if you buy this, you'll get in shape. And the commercial will show a fat person buying the Peloton, right. trying it out a couple times. And then all of a sudden you see it, you know, with like clothes dust. hanging on it and like dust collecting. Dust. Yeah. Yep. Get- <laughs> and and the person is on the on the couch eating a donut, watching another commercial for the new exercise equipment coming out. That would be accurate. <laughs> that would be accurate. <laughs> that would be accurate. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm glad that that depressed. I'm trying not to get depressed. I'm trying so hard not to get. I had a, I had a great. I'm in a great mood. I the book is more than halfway done. I read through it all, and uh, like you're I'm always. Sorry, I haven't read those chapters. That, that's all right. Go through it. I haven't really changed much of anything, but um, you know, after you're right. This is a lengthier book, so you you start to wonder did I diverge too far from the original present premise of the book. And this is why outlines are very important. Then I read through the chapters again, like, oh, yeah, it's maintained its integrity. It's on point, uh, which is always a worry of mine after I get far enough into. Well, it's like building a car, like, you know, you've put together the frame and now you added the the chassis. And then now you're working on the engine. Like, did I do the frame right? Like, yeah, yeah, you did right. the frame right. It's all going to work. So now, like, the the light's at the end of the tunnel on this book. And so I'm, I'm very excited and very happy. Uh, and all of a sudden this, and it's just like, cow. Darn it. Oh, don't let it get you down. This is just normal crap. I mean, I know I'm, I, I am know. starting to get very Zen about um, everything going to shit. I'm starting to get I thought today, you know, we're getting old mm-hmm. and you're supposed to have that kind of midlife crisis or kind of feel like, you know, you have those moments where you feel like somebody's walking on your grave. You know, you yeah, get it was that sense of oh, scare last month. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know. But I'm, you know, I've seen enough of humanity that I'm kind of like, you know, I really like it down here and I really like living and I like beer and I like uh, riff tracks and I like mystery science theater and I love my kids, you know, but, you know, once my kids are off on their own, I can go anytime. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to scare me. I think I'm past that. I've pushed past that. I've, I've delved into the ugliness of humanity enough to go, you know, yeah. If it's just going to keep going like this, I can die anytime and that'd be fine. <laughs> I uh I have to I have to compliment you because you actually have made me change in a in a significant way Ooh. very recently, I'd say within 2 weeks. In part the Minnesota weather has helped keep me in. Uh, mm-hmm. writing the book has helped keep me in. But you said somewhere like I don't go out because I can't stand the people. Right. And by God, DT, you've saved me like hundreds of dollars <laughs> because I, it was the light that went on. Cause I'm always, let's go. Let's, right? let's go. There you are. <laughs> we got to go. No, I can't stay. We got to go. Do you want to stay? No, I don't want to. Why aren't you go. coming out, DT? Why aren't you coming out Come over on, here? Let's DT? go. That's it. Well, but see, it makes sense if you know the other person you're going to hang out with is cool. True. Yeah. Um, but still, but, the miles that you have to drive through other people to get there and all the interactions along the way kind of makes you go, eh. Okay, you know Potbelly Sandwiches? 
Uh, yes, I've only been there once, I think. Oh, okay. Now, that's my favorite restaurant. Favorite food. Maybe not my favorite restaurant. My favorite food in the world is pot belly sandwiches, okay? They got the best sandwiches ever. And so yesterday was cheat day. So now I'm like, okay, it's cheat day. And I was going to go to Patrick's, but that's all the way in the metro. I don't want to drive that far west. And so um, I'm like, well, what? Am I? Oh, pot bellies. I haven't had pot bellies in a long time. So pot, the closest pot bellies is only about 10 miles away. Okay. And me and the GF, she got to work from home. Uh, I was like, let's go to Pop Billy's. All right. So we'll go to Pop Billy's. And even the 10 miles DT, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's one in the afternoon traffic jam yep. on 94. Or like, somebody almost kills you. Some yep. f- no, no. It's That's somebody- what happens to me. Somebody uh, you know, merges into my lane without yielding or right. you know, something. Right. If I wasn't paying attention, there would have been a crash. It. 20 years ago, I remember, I was here 20 years ago. You could drive across the metro pretty much any time. Oh, maybe yeah. rush, I'll be a little tight. But now, no, it doesn't matter. It's like Chicago. Right? Mm-hmm. So you got, now I got a battle to get to, to, pot, to buy a fucking sandwich. Yep. Then I get there. I'm in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, black gentleman with his family. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he's going to order for his entire family. All right, you know, I guess kids got to eat. Don't be a dick, Clary. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> So he's and then we're standing there and standing there and standing there. And that guy's standing there and standing there and standing there. And I'm like, did he order like for a, a group of people or what? And I don't see any sandwiches in his hand. Then I look and it's the old middle-aged lady oh, who can't with the fucking register. Uh-huh. Doesn't, doesn't say didn't save her money, didn't find a husband, knew what the fuck whatever the fuck reason this boomer. With, I don't give a shit. Okay, I look. I understand you pull the Lester Burnham from uh, American Beauty, like you purposely quit your high paying job so you can go work a job with no responsibility. This woman could not fucking operate the cash register, and there I'm sitting, fifteen minutes. Like I got his in out. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen Oof. fucking minutes. Now, I trust, guy I trust you, and uh, you are an accurate. I mean, you're not, that's not hyperbole. You probably were watching the clock tick away. It it was, and, and I'm, what only kept me there is because I've had some instances where I've lashed out at people and I'm like, the day is going to come, especially in the, even in the olden days, you could get into a bar fight and the cops say, knock it off. No one press charges. You might even shake hands and go get a beer or apologize at the end of it. Now you yell at someone in public. Uh, at best, you're going to get kicked out. At worst, they're going to call the cops, and you might even get charges thrown against you for harassment or whatever else like that. And there have been a couple times kids getting like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I forgot that even though people really don't give a shit about their kids, it's when you threaten their genetic lineage that really kicks in their their thing. Also, there's like five guys and one of you are like, oh, fuck, that was stupid, Clary. Um so I really have to watch it now because I, and I'm just like, so I was a goddamn monk sitting there waiting. I'm like, okay, it's going to be what it's going to be. We get our sandwiches and guess what? What's the number one problem of the world, DT? Yeah, no one cause of all problems. Humans. Yeah. I'm Stupid cherishing, people. I'm cherishing my sin. I'm cherishing my vice. You know, it's cheat day. And so the sandwich is all right, but they got these really good oatmeal cookies. I grabbed one of those oatmeal cookies, chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. How should chocolate chip oatmeal cookies be? What should their consistency be? Oh, it's it's the same question be. about bacon. The, 
They should be sort of soft, in my opinion. Should be like bacon, chewy yeah. and soft. Chewy, yeah. I get something as hard as a fucking piece of pumice stone that has dried <laughs> 10 million years ago from should a volcanic explosion. Weak old rack. Fucking <laughs> losing my teeth. and. Uh, <laughs> so the, but the sandwich was okay. Sandwich was good. Okay. Sandwich was good. But then we got to battle our way back. Traffic wasn't as bad. But sure enough, someone pulls out. Lights aren't tight. And, and, you know, and then I got back. And after an hour and 15 minutes, I'm like, was that worth it? Right. And I'm like, no. DT is right. I should just <laughs> stay the fuck at home. Does, I Grubhub, out, does Grubhub do uh, I am, uh Well, I don't know if they're doing potbelly, but somebody recommended to, that to me. They, oh, Boomer Clary. Oh, <laughs> You're not a boomer. I'm not a boomer. I know. I know. But it's now becoming uh, parlance for anyone who doesn't understand last week's technology. We're stuff. way the fuck away from boomers. Actually, oh, yeah, we're, we're like no, we're like late Gen X. We are. Yeah, we are. the Well, originally we were the first Vanguard, but they keep shifting the things. Now we're mid Gen X. Uh, when I could have swore we were like one of the first ones off the assembly line. But then I think about my cousins. I'm like, well, maybe we weren't. Maybe I was like five years after the first, you know, I was like oh, version like 2.0. My youngest brother is millennial. So was leading edge millennial. He oh. graduated in the year 2000. So in the year 2000, <laughs> no one even remembers that anymore. Uh, but you are right. Um, and, and what I have been trying to do, and this is a, a skill, you don't make progress unless you change, right? The Peloton thing is an example. Although the woman was already hot. But if you're going to take right. it seriously, you have to change not only your decisions, but your mindset. Yeah, it's like, discipline. Yeah, it's, you got to be consistent. Right. So to affect, not effect, but to affect change in your life, you not only need to change your behaviors, but you need to change your thinking. Yes. And a lot of it is acknowledging that the world is always right. Even if it's wrong, it is right because it is the real world and you got to deal right. with it. Yep. And who's right, DT, Aaron, who can go Mach 6, or society that's going to go as slow as middle-aged soccer moms driving in the left lane? You just said the world's always right. The world or correct. Always, Why don't we yes. say correct? Correct. Right. That's a good the, – the world is always reality. Yes. That's a, that's a good way to put it. And so I have forced myself to stay indoors, which admittedly with the Minnesota weather does help. And I think you've you've changed me. You've made me a changed man, DT. <laughs> you, I'm not kidding. You were very instrumental when you said, "Why the fuck am I going to go out there? Everyone's an idiot." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Huh." I will right. say though, I will say that I am very thankful. Speaking of Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I am very thankful that my uh, my wife, Mrs. DT, sort of counterbalances that. She's the one that plans the vacations. She's the one that. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And I kind of begrudgingly, oh, okay, I'll go. And so sit, there's something about it where if it's not my decision to go out, I enjoy it better or something. I try it. You kind of automatically have to um, see the bright side of it, you know? And so it's, since it's not you, since it's not your expectations, you're already, your expectations are already kind of shit because you want to stay home. But mm -hmm. so that when you go out, you automatically go, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun. Oh yeah, that yeah. person's a moron, but I'll just go stand over here instead. Right. You know? Well, you're, I mean, and that's, I mean, it, it speaks back to ballroom dancing. You need, you need a yin and a yang. I yeah. mean, someone's got to, and yeah, no, your wife is like perfect for you. 
because all you do is lay about and like, uh, well, I would do nothing. Well, I work. Yeah, I'm I got my scotch. I got my dram. And I actually have my scotch right now, but I, I, I'm not <laughs> a layabout. I work hard, but I, I just prefer to guff. work hard around the house. <laughs> but but yes, Mrs. DT is definitely more like this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the literalist you would be. You that would definitely describe it. You are more the artist of the family, and she is more the literalist. Okay. Um. No, you. It's true because I mean, look how creative you are with your intros, and you, sure. you drew. You you were comic book. Um, yeah, I, mean, I should have went me. into art, but I didn't. Yep. Oh, you you still could. I uh, could. Yep. Yeah. I've like, thought about doing paintings of the Black Hills and stuff. I've got I've got ideas, but well, I you don't get to a certain age things. and you're kind of like <laughs> again, you know, it's like well. <laughs> It's this, pretty good right now, you know. This this will be very specific to the Twin Cities, but uh, anyone listening, either now or in the future, they're gonna laugh their asses off. But how frequently did you go around uh, the lakes, quote unquote, the lakes, Lake of the Isles, Lake Calhoun, and Lake Harriet? Uh, what do you mean frequently? Well, mean like visiting? when you were younger, yeah. When okay, when I never you, went down to you never Lake went Calhoun. down there. I went down one time for uh, somebody's wedding, I think. And oh. I made the, I was at, you'll, you'll, you'll like this story. I was at this park. I don't know which park it was, but there are these nature trails in there. And yes, I did not understand nature trails in that area. Yes. And I did not understand that people went into those nature trails to have sex. Oh, those nature. Oh yeah. Those nature trails. Oh, and yeah, that's so like, that's I Cedar Lake, that's Cedar Lake. I, I'm all by myself. Cause I'm waiting for this <laughs> wedding or something. I went to a wedding and then there's, you know, the, the wedding party goes out and drinks. I don't, I don't know exactly how I ended up by myself in this park, (laughs) but so I was like, Oh, I'll go walk these nature trails. And I start walking in and I see this kind of goofy looking guy looking at me Uh with sunken eyes and stuff. Uh And I kind of just gave him the head nod. Like, hi, this guy followed me into the woods (laughs) and I'm like, What's this fucking guy following me in the woods for? And so I didn't know if he was going to mug me or what, but he comes up right behind me and, and then he darts into the woods Mm. and I'm like, whew, good thing. Good thing. He didn't mug me. I was ready to throw down. Well, he was ready to throw down in a different way. Different way. Yes. Yes. And so I'm, I'm nervous. I've never been in these, these woods before. I'm like crazy sunken eyed guys that are clearly on drugs. All right, that we're, we're, we're prostitutes, apparently, uh, were following me because I fucking nodded my head when I entered the, the, the place. And so I go off into this other section and there's the there's this man and this woman back there. And, and I was trying to find a way out. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. I'm trying to escape from the park. That was escape the- from the park. Did you get your, get your thing out? <laughs> and I think they were out there. Like they kind of looked at me like, oh hi, hi, yeah, hi, how's it going? There, it was like this weird vibe. They probably wanted to do a threesome with probably me. Did. So you could spread all those STDs around. You like gonorrhea? So I made it out. I eventually made it out, and uh, I never went back again. See, see, th- this is what happens when old DT goes into this the. Is city. When you leave the house, you exactly. never God. Not to sound like Joe Souchere, but God Almighty, I we're becoming it. We're becoming yes, the old man. Like, fuck it. Why would I go outside? Like, there's no reason, no reason whatsoever to leave. Some guy thought I was head nodding to say, yeah, I'll pay you money to suck my dick. I mean, that's what the guy thought. And I'm oh. stupid. And I thought he was, what's this guy following me for? He's looking at me all weird. <laughs> well, of, of the other creatures, though, not quite as exciting as your story. 
uh, getting back to you being the old man painting the Black Hills. So whatever you do, DT, don't become this guy. Now, <clears throat> had you left the house and gone around the lakes, uh, I, avid runner, right? I'd run the lakes all the time. Sure, and, yeah. you know, when it was warm out, there'd always be that washed up boomer, that old person who was like painting. They lived in, what was it, Arden Hills? Or what? The, they lived in, in the the rich, uh, suburb, but still, no, not suburb. Um, this is a neighborhood, not a suburb. Okay. They lived in every major town's got this where the old yet still still cool and hip people live. So they got a lot of money, but they're still yeah. kind of near uptown. That's where this was. This is Lake Harriet area. The streets but, with the boulevards in the middle. Right. Yes. Uh, some lady got a great divorce settlement or somebody inherited that, something like that. And so the craftsman style housing and, right. the, you know, the beautiful neighborhood. Yep. And, and always there'd be some schmuck painting the Harriet band shell. Always. Okay, uh, there'd sure. always be some dumb schmuck on the South side, of Lake Calhoun painting the Minneapolis skyline that was across the, the lake in the district, or there'd be Lake, uh, Lake of the Isles, some schmuck. Always painting the same thing. They're either painting the bridge, painting the skyline, or painting the band shell. And look then, at me. Look at me. I'm an artist. Well, look, but yeah, oh, they had the stencil and the canvas yep. and the, the oh, thing. Yeah. The only thing they were missing was that French beret and a cigarette. So <clears throat> you'd run past it. And every time, not once, literally scores of times, I did, not once, you're like, that's a good job. You're like, fuck, I could have done that as a seven year old. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like that sucks, Boomer. Fuck off. You know what? It. Oh, I have. I have so much trust fund money. This is how I paid. And, I, and so, uh, and then, and then, uh, well, see, now you you're missing a whole other side of Minneapolis culture. Did you ever go to Sebastian Joe's, the ice cream store? Uh, yeah. Well, what there's one, there's an outlet in one of the parks down there, right? Well, okay. Uh, at the Hiawatha. Did you or did you? No, not Hiawatha. No. Did you go to the original Sebastian Joe's ice no, cream store? No, I did store? not. I know that's one of your one places you're supposed to go, but I have had Sebastian Joe's ice cream at Minnehaha Falls. Okay, that, that isn't the same. So okay. you go Franklin and Hennepin, north side of Uptown, in between downtown and Uptown, where all the action is. You have to go there. Next time you come, you know, for whatever, we'll go down there so you could say you've been there. Uh there would always be the local artist shitty paintings up for egregiously mm -hmm. overpriced prices. Mm -hmm. Yep. And to this day still, and I remember I even did a, I'd be bored. I wouldn't go to, you know, back in the sober days, one of the many that there were, uh, I couldn't sleep. So I'd go to like late night coffees and sure enough, there'd always, you'd always find those paintings of the band shell or downtown Minneapolis by some no name artist who wasted hours, days, weeks of their time painting this shit uh, for sale for $300 for this piece of crap canvas. Yep. And I, I, I always wonder, I was just kind of like, wow, that, that's got to suck, man. It's just really got to suck that you think this is your way to life, that this is how right. I would never, living. I mean, the real art now is in movies. They always, uh, artists, like real artists say, okay, you look at the history of art, mm -hmm. art follows money. Right. And so back in the day when the churches had all the money, what do you have? You the have Sistine a bunch Shep, of right. Michelangelo thing. All kinds of paintings and sculptures of religious stuff. Mm -hmm. And and now, and you fast forward through time, you, you'll see that the real art is always happening where the money is. And now 
it's computer generated stuff and uh, you know all the animation and movies and mm -hmm. and that's where the real including music that's where the real music's happening too i mean a lot of it's cookie cutter stuff but it does work and it is good and that's got to be the most talented people doing it because they can command the salary and so all of this a kind of quote art well, you know, people doing paintings and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's not going to make money. It's just not. And then that's why people joke, well, you know, it only becomes worth something when the artist dies. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no more supply. It's supply and demand, right? You're the economist. Once an artist dies, that's it. Uh, their, yeah. their, their portfolio is their portfolio. There will never be another painting by that person. And so automatically the value goes up, right? But no, not automatically because if they're good, for, if they had any notoriety, <clears throat> like when I die, whatever signed books I have, those might actually have some value because of the limited supply. But there's a lot of baseball players out there who would sign hundreds, thousands of their baseball cards even though they were like a, an MVP or whatever, a, a really good baseball player, because they signed so many baseball cards or baseballs, the supply out there is not that valuable. Right. Uh, or I'm sorry, the, their value is not that valuable or the price is not that valuable because there's just so such a huge supply. Yep. But with these artists, you have to have some modicum of success that that you were somewhat known so yes, that people somewhat would known. search it in the future after you died. But I'm just, you want to know, think, think about this. This is sad. But it's an enjoy the decline and something we can enjoy. Don't think, how can I put this? Think of all the paintings oh, that people yeah. over the year, just, just uh -huh. from the 50s on, let's just say. All the paintings of every generation, of every aspiring artist uh -huh. that they've painted or drawn or this or that, that have ended up in attics never to be seen. Even if they are rediscovered, no one's going to care. But how many of them actually end up in the dump? How oh, much heart and soul and probably hundreds of billions of human hours is just yep. junk and thrown away? And and there's no legacy. There's no nothing. I mean, I know the, the sun is going to become a big red giant star and will inevitably consume the earth. All right. So there is a finite time no matter what. But – Immediately after they die, there is no them anymore at all, ever again, no matter how desperately hard they tried. Most people pass on their legacy or their lineage through their children. So, for example, an accountant, no one's going to go look at an accountant. Oh, Bob really balanced right. his debits and credits. There's Bob never had that intention. But Bob maybe like, oh, Bob was a great accountant and we dedicated this bench to him in the park. Or Bob raised some children, and Bob's children went on to do well. And they tell stories about Uncle Bob. So there's still a little bit of a you, – you still leave a legend or a legacy, at least to your grandchildren. But these artists, these nobodies painting these pictures of the band shell in downtown Minneapolis, after they're dead, it's over. Yeah. No one gives a shit. No one cares. Nothing because they didn't produce shit of any quality or value. Right. Uh, there's a, a, a writer. He wasn't a friend. Mm. Um, but a fairly famous uh, young adult book writer named Pete Hotman. Okay. And he started out in uh, paintings and art and it just wasn't working out. And so he, he always tells this story about, uh, he had uh, this whole, you know, portfolio, whole collection of paintings mm. and it was therapeutic for him. He had to, to move on in his life. He basically took all of it to the dump and dumped it right into the dump. All these things that he put his heart and soul into, mm -hmm. he watched just get, you know, 
beep, beep, beep. And then the, the, the trailer raised up and all of it just out of the, out of the trailer into the dump. And yep. he tells that story a lot about how sometimes you do have to just kind of let go of what you thought was what you thought your life was going to be when it becomes something else. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Most of it ends up in the dump. I, uh, I really have, I've mentioned this before, but I haven't told it. It's not something I don't mention a lot, but I had, by the time I went off to college, an 800 page, um, uh, journal, uh, and not the diary. It was more like a little bit more academic and recording and this and that. And I would put things and memorabilia that I've collected, you know, if I went to, I don't know, a play where, which was rare, but okay. I had the, the ticket stub. And then that obviously took a hit when I went to college, but then you'd have Christmas. So then another 300 pages was added. Hmm. So this is 1100 pages and people like a scrapbook, like a scrapbook. Kind of. Yeah. But there's also notes and and observations and theorizing. And and I, I won't lie. It absolutely helped me come to conclusions and a thought process and a logical geometric theorem. And Oh, here's what it is. So by the time I was a little, in other words, I think it matured me faster because you're going through a thought process and you're writing it down. And you're looking at it. It's, it's like math almost. And you come to these conclusions that it would take somebody intuitively or instinctively through trial and error and maybe another 10 years to come, uh, come up with. But a couple things that I noticed, like, oh, I found it when we were moving and I would go through it and I'm like, one, this writing is horrible. Sure. It's absolutely horrible. Yep. Two, what was really avant-garde epiphanal observations when you're 13 right. is no shit, Sherlock, <laughs> exactly. when you're when you're 38. Yep. Your most and, cynical thought back then where you think, oh man, I'm yeah, really, oh, this uh, is really cutting edge. Yeah, you look kid, back you have, and you Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, you have no idea how dark, how black pill you're going to be completely. <laughs> oh, look, Claire still had hope. Look at this. Oh, right, young exactly. Man. Yep. Uh, and then the other thing is because you're so young, you have no context what had value. So I'd save mm-hmm. all these like, oh, I'm trying to think. Like I'd have a lot of notes from girls that would write me notes in class. And right. I don't even remember who. And they said nothing. It was like, ah, oh, something about some guy. And like you've lost all, and then there's so much of you. Like this is shit too. So you know what I did with it? You threw away your whole book, shredded it, all of it. Wow! I you didn't burn co- it. You shredded it. I uh, no, I shredded it. Mm. I went to so the it still theoretically could be put back together. Uh yeah. Okay, you go to the dump and try to find it, <laughs> assuming it hasn't went. But no, I grabbed I grabbed some like key things. Like oh, I remember I dated this girl. I had a picture. Remember actual physical pictures. So I. I grabbed that. Um, I think I grabbed some, uh, they didn't call them report cards. What do they call Transcripts from college. I had my uh-huh. transcripts. Uh, like, yes, I did earnings. Um, and uh, what what was really kind of sad, and God almighty, I, like I'm looking at pictures of people that I was friends with, especially back in security. I can't remember the names anymore. Right, right, yeah. And I'm like, who was that? I remember him. We did X, Y, and Z. What the fuck was his name? And I found the old call list back in security. And at one time, I'm not kidding, DT. I could name him and da-da, and we'd all give each other. And now I'm like, I only remember, like, by name, only 10 or 12 of them. Sure, yeah. And then you're like, holy shit. Not only is life ending, but you will forget your past. Yep. And so... um, 
you know, it, it was, it was really kind of, but yeah, it, it was the exact same thing where I'm like looking at 1100 pages of basically shit. I'm like, this has got to go. Cause if anyone ever found it, they'd be like, holy cow, look at what Clary was like, yeah, that's eighth grade Clary. Of course it's going <laughs> to suck, but they still wouldn't, you know, be like, you got caught picking your nose back in the seventh grade or whatever. Like, ah, look, hey, he picked his nose in the seventh grade. Ah, get rid of him and fuck all of his other work. So that had to go into shred bin. See, contrary to popular opinion on the right and in the manosphere, that's what I liked about The Last Jedi was that was the whole idea of kill the past or bury the past, leave uh, leave the past, kill it if you have to. It's something that Kylo Ren said, and I just love that. And that's what you're talking about right now. You're talking about you're basically burying your past. You're just saying that's that's done. That's gone. You right, killed but it. you basically kill you put it in a fucking paper shredder, you put it right. in the wood chipper, you know. But, <laughs> you but it was it. trial and error and painful, and yeah. it's also it was functional. I'll tell you this without that, I'd never be a writer or an author because I can type like a madman, mm-hmm. and that is a vital skill. You know, you think it's kind of something well, everyone types, yeah, but not as fast as me. I mean, I type as fast as I think, yeah, so, and that's yeah, you have to type as fast as you think, yep, right. And so that ended up being a, a benefit, but it it is almost like, it's not almost like, it's exactly like w- when you go to a museum, what are you looking at? Well, you're looking at dead stuff, basically. You're looking yeah. at the finished, uh, I'm sorry, an art museum. Let's say you go to an art museum. When you go into an art museum, you're looking at the finished product. You're not looking yes. at them making it. Like when you eat sausage, you're eating the sausage. You're not watching them make right. the sausage. Yep. I, I think there's a lot of that too, where it's like, God almighty, this was hell and back to try and figure out to get to this point that you could write some works that everyone would appreciate. But you don't need to see the shitty writings they went through when they were, you know, 21 <laughs> uh, and, and and having no context whatsoever, none whatsoever as to what was purposeful. I mean, can you imagine how dumb you were when you were 21? Oh, I know how dumb I was when I was 21. <laughs> I have a good memory. I re- I remember. Th- I actually remember things very well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I look back and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I look back. It's, oh no, yeah. you did that. You well, thought that. Oh, you poor bastard. Well, not to pick on him because for his age, he's very far advanced, but he's still only thirty. I, I listen to TJ Martinell, TJMartinell.com. He's very good. But there's some shit where it's like, oh, my God, did you know that that? I'm like, yes, TJ, yes, TJ, I know. I've known for quite some time. Yeah, and that's not new. And that's why I love being old. I love I actually, you know, so we can pick on TJ. No, no, I I love I love the wisdom that comes with age. I love the um, that equation just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, like the scales become more refined on. Okay. I know that if this is involved, it's not worth it. It's going to mm-hmm. tip too far that way. I'm just, never mind. I'm not going to bother. And so it just um, it makes it much. The, the older you get, the easier it is to make decisions, in my opinion. And I right. love that. What I what I love is just how much more power you have. And I don't mean that in a political sense, but you make your seconds count. Converting your time into practicality and, and production, I view that as power. Uh, and a lot of it is just avoiding mistakes. But <clears throat> what I, another thing I love about being all related to that is when I was young, I didn't understand, speaking of Star Wars, how come Luke Skywalker can't kick a shit out of Yoda? Like Yoda's this old <laughs> fucking dude. How come yeah. the young upcoming samurai can't kick the shit out of this old guy? You know, the old guy with one bro. And, it, and it, it plays out in the real world too. 
Yep. Uh, there was a guy who was a karate champion and uh, he went to Japan to compete and he was telling me the story and he's like, yeah. And I was really, I mean, it was a, it was a humble story because he got, he got defeated. He was really good in the United States. Then he went to the world competition in Japan and he did all right. You know who he couldn't beat? The older guy, the, I suppose. Yeah. The old guy who had a cast on his leg and was uh-huh. pivoting on one foot the entire time. And that old man wiped out pretty much everybody else, except for like the two or three guys who were able to take him. Well, you couldn't that... hit people with the cast, I hope. I hope he couldn't No, no, no. <laughs> go for broke and go, I'm going to hit you with this club. <laughs> no, no. The old man stayed stationary with his left or right foot in a cast. Right. He didn't move around. He just stood there. And even though he didn't have the use of one of his appendages, he still managed to yeah. wipe out all these younger guys. And it's that wisdom and knowledge and knowing and and not that it, you know, I'm not talking about a physical fight, but there's a metaphorical fight with wisdom and time and yep. energy and being very efficient. And just the stuff like, like, no, I'm going to choose my battles. I'm going to choose where to have my battle. Uh, I'm, is it worth fighting on that hill? No, it ain't. And it just, yeah, uh, the less and less that you give a shit, the older you get, the less and less you give a shit about, which gives you more and more power. Yeah. Well, power over yourself, I guess mm -hmm. you're not, it's not a selfish mindset. It's just, you've been through the ringer. You've seen, you've, you've you've danced this dance before, or you've seen this movie, you know how it ends and you know, you you just, your decisions are much, uh, much more well-informed. You still learn. And that's the other great thing about, um, uh, getting older is that okay you've through life experience you've gained all this wisdom but there's still so much more to be gained and so it's not like it's an end anybody that thinks they've got it all figured out they don't oh I yeah mean, no i mean i you even admit you don't have it all figured out right no. i mean you come off as really confident in the things that you know I but got, things I, I got know. i i'll tell you this i damn well got 95 percent of it figured out it's yeah we're, we're starting to advance into realms that very few people have gotten right. into and and now i'm starting to run out of philosophers where it's like well did they anyone else say anything about this no okay i guess i guess this right. is this is a frontier we haven't been to but yeah there's always something else to. but it's to that bell out. curve that goes into infinity right it's a very small right. you know it just keeps going 99.999 right. blank or whatever infinitely smaller smaller yeah. but never you, to absolute zero absolute you're never zero. gonna get there and that's that's encouraging too because if you think i mean if you think they've gotten there then it's just okay well then you're done yeah. Well, then even on, on Twitter, to give you an example, uh, there's some idiot gal who like on her thing, she's like Yang Gang and Boomer and this and that. And I forgot how we were, but she says, yeah, but if Yang gets elected, we're all going to get a thousand dollars a month. I just simply retweeted it. <laughs> and I said, I present to you today, today's parasite. Right. And she got pissed. I'm a mother. I'm a nurse. I'm an older. Oh, you you should be not. Da, 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 da. I'm like, lady, I'm not insulting you. I'm describing you. You are a parasite. You want other people's money. And now, and, but think about going back to your bell distribution curve. How far behind is she? Well, like, she this hasn't is, even made the, the, the middle. She hasn't even she hasn't made even, the she's normal. She's 50 some yeah. years old. She demands other people's money. She doesn't understand, has no intellectual honesty like lady. You're asking for other people's money. That's parasitism. This is not a debate. This is not me trying to insult you. It's descriptive. Mm -hmm. You know, I have brown eyes. You're Scandahoofian. She is advocating parasitism. Almost right. there should be no emotion. But even though she's a boomer and older than me, it's like, 
boy, you, your brain really stalled. And I don't know how you can enjoy life. You know, I, I, the one of the, one of the great things I love about life is how things are starting to make sense now. Not that I have the answer to everything, but things in the past now make them. There's, there's knowledge. Mm. There's an understanding. There's a coherency. And yeah, Yeah. there's a, there's, there's order. There's, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's structure and reason in the world. And I finally think I've got most of the algorithm figured out. So if I see X, Y, and Z, I know A, B, and C are going to happen, and mm. I'm not pissed off. I'm not upset, and I certainly don't invest in it hoping that A, B, and C doesn't happen. It's right. this knowledge and serenity. There we go. It's the serenity and the peace and calm and the understanding that I cherish so much. Well, that's what's great about learning history is you go back and you look and you go, shit, humans have always been oh what they God. are. Yeah. <laughs> They've always been. It's the same story over and over and over again. And the other interesting thing is that the farther you go along, I mean, there's a lot of young people listening now but the farther you go along i mean the things that you uh the weird thing that i've been uh, noticing lately is that you gain all this wisdom and then all of a sudden you kind of cycle back to well then maybe it is just about drinking beer and watching football you know it's like it's like all the stupid people that think all life's about is drinking beer eating buffalo wings and watching football and they don't they haven't done the hard work to, yeah, they to, haven't gone full circle. Yeah, yeah. As you gain in wisdom, you go, "Holy shit, <laughs> maybe that's all there is." Yes, so let's see, go do that. <laughs> they never had the journey, man. Right, exactly. Like yeah, they Rush, haven't done the hard you, work. Yeah. My favorite book of Rush's is Dead Bent and Paraguay. Uh, it's not a pickup book necessarily. <clears throat> More of a man finding himself kind of book, an adventure book. But he he talks about his eighteen month trip in South America. And he goes through all these trials and tribulations and this and that. And yeah, he's hitting on girls. But what, what probably my favorite part of the book is because of the food he's eating, he's got to constantly take a shit. Well, now he's stuck on the bus from Peru to Ecuador or whatever, and they're not stopping for four hours. And how does he keep the shit in? Because I'm like, that's human. Yep. So then he, he, he's gone for 18 months. He comes back uh, to his, his neighborhood in D.C. or wherever he's living. And guess what? He doesn't need to take a shit anymore. He still needs no, to no, take no. a shit. What, what about the people? He's been oh, going nobody's changed. Months. I mean, nobody's changed. That's the, I, I lived overseas for a while and I changed a lot while living overseas. Mm-hmm. And I came back and nothing had changed. Right. Yep. And I'm it, sure the same thing will happen here now that I've moved to the Black Hills and I'm doing this new thing. When I return home from time to time to visit or for holidays or whatever, I'm going to find nothing's changed. And yeah, that, that, that is a really weird, it's a, it's a weird feeling when you realize, holy crap, I'm this far down the road and those people are still way the fuck back there. Well, see, and this is, this is what it is. And I think quote unquote time travel is possible through economics and going and doing that. You're stimulating your brain with new stimuli, new observations, new experiences, new people, new theories, thoughts, philosophies. And so to your brain, just like a little kid, everything's new. Remember like when school started for kindergarten and first grade, you're like, oh, God, it's, it's not so exciting. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought it was horrible because like, I, see, I thought it was exciting. But OK, whatever. well, then you're weird. All right. But you're just like kindergarten. You're first excited. Then they fuck you. And then you're like, oh, shit. How many years? Those first 13? few days of school are really exciting, though. Leading up to it, it's like, oh, it's a new thing. Oh, I'm going to see all these people yeah. again. Oh, the girls are going to be hot. Oh, like they, blah, blah, like, blah, blah. Yeah. By day three of kindergarten, I knew exactly what I was in for. 
and my <laughs> hatred for teachers and people already started. So you, but as a little kid, that year takes forever because yes. things are still new and it, it can be painful and bad too. But the whole point is that new things make your brain pay more attention to your actually living life. Whereas the people you left back at home, same thing. Get up at 7, leave at 7.45, commute, do my numbing job, uh, go have beers at, at happy hour, watch yeah. sports ball, come back home, uh, argue with spouse, uh, maybe play with kids, uh, go watch TV, go to bed, repeat, rinse and repeat, thousands, thousands. Well, then pay you're not attention really to politics every four years. You, <laughs> you have stopped. Now you're just on the treadmill, mentally speaking. But then when someone goes, they're literally going through a time war. They go through this huge adventure. I mean, this happened to me in Wyoming. You know, I went out to Wyoming and yeah, I had a job, but I saw new places. I went to really the most unpopulated parts of the United States, except for, uh, for parts of Alaska. Met some really fucked up people, saw some really fucked up things, uh, got to climb mountains, all that. And I, I remember, <clears throat> and this is one of the more, like kind of, oh, you know, you're not going to cry or anything over it, but it was one of those things where it kind of hurt you more than you thought it would. So I was coming back. I'm like, God, I can't wait to see my friends. And, da, da, da. and it was like homecoming, you know, like you almost went to war for God's sake. You come back and I, you know who all showed up to my, my welcome back Clary party? <laughs> uh, I don't know your family and maybe a couple buddies. Just the GF. Oh my I'm, I'm god! My bar was just the GF, and I and you know, and I was driving all the way from Wyoming, and I was I was on my motorcycle, you know. This is the last thing, and and I, and I got to my bar, and all it was was the GF. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then when I talked to people, like, hey, have you been gone for a while? It's like, yeah, never. <laughs> Welcome never. back, <laughs> like Indiana Welcome Jones. Back. Like he gets Welcome. back to the office. Hey, where have you been the past two weeks? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it is. It is interesting, and there's even a part in um, at the end of Lo the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the movies, right? Yeah. Where all the hobbits go back to their watering hole, mm -hmm. and they're drinking the beer or whatever, and they all just kind of look at each other because everything's normal, everything's the same all around them, but they've changed, in incredibly Honestly. changed, yeah. and they've gone through this gone through this whole whole adventure and and that part is just perfect how peter jackson jackson directed that part where the looks mean everything and it was, and of course then sam says well i'm gonna go talk to the chick that he's wanted to talk to forever <laughs> because he's That's been through all this stuff and it's like fuck it i'm gonna go talk to this chick but see now he appreciates the yeah. sports ball and the chick and the grog mm -hmm. you know that's exactly yeah you know, and and it's just kind of I'll tell you this, though. It is kind of sad where you come back and after, you know, I've done several adventures, you know, it's not just one or two. I've I'm, God, I don't know, a dozen or something like that. And That's what the only I've, thing that I have on you is international, right? You've oh, yeah. Gone you blow me out of the water. Stuff, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. blow me out of the water there. And what international stuff I've done is not it's just been driving around and going to the tourist destination. So you you beat me there. But just you, you get back and, and you're you want to tell everybody like, Oh, this amazing thing. This uh -huh. even writing a book. Like I've had these great, amazing epiphanies, which are in the book. But when you try and have a conversation with people, 
They don't want to hear about how, hey, I deduced this amazing thing and we can advance society and save lives and we no longer have to send kids to school. They'll graduate and make 100000 <laughs> fresh out of, uh, out of Clary School, which is this thing called YouTube, and the teachers are gone and we save trillions in a year. And we could have it. Yeah, man, the Badgers, they sure kick the shit out of ghosts. Like, they look at you like, what? Oh, yeah, huh? yeah. And, and, and just so you just like, yeah, go ghosts. Yeah. And it makes a great argument to going back to drinking or yes. doing drugs. It does. Not it doing does. drugs. Just, not not well, doing drugs. Drugs whatever. mess Some up your vice. brain too much. Some, yeah. You know, go eat a shit ton of ice cream, play video games, whatever the fuck. You know, just just stimulate your brain but, or your But see, then you somehow. know what you, you, you've, then you're allowed to, I would say. You know what I mean? You've got, right. you've, you've, you've tried You've tried to advance something more important. You've gained all this wisdom. You come mm-hmm. back. It's like Moses coming down from the mountaintop with the tablets, right? He's coming yeah. down. I just talked to God, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let all you people know. And what are the fucking people doing? They're dancing around a fucking golden calf. Fucking a golden calf. <laughs> they couldn't wait. They cut. You know. How so, long was he up in like, that mountain anyway? Fucking. How you had to be gone a long time for them to all of a sudden like. For the whole Israeli tribe to say, "Hey, let's get a whole new religion." I know a cow, a golden cow. Like, was he gone for a was, month I and think, a half? I think the cynicism of the story is that it wasn't that long of a time, and that's the point: is that it doesn't take long for mankind to just fuck up and just go back to its root. You know, I uh, leave for five uh, minutes problems. and I come back. Exactly. <laughs> the whole house. It's like the parents leaving, leaving for date night or whatever and coming back yeah. and the entire house is trash. Right. Right. I, oh, I, I will say this though. Um, when you go on those ventures and then you come back, not only quote unquote, do you deserve it? Which is, you know, that's that. The, yeah. Okay. You could say that, but you at least appreciate it more. Oh yeah. Like I never now unfortunately my bar has closed. <clears throat> my bar in my town back in the WBL that closed. But when I came back after Wyoming and I sat at my bar, that I will never forget that night and the drink that I had because I'm like that was my bar. And uh-huh. I had come back and I was quote unquote home. Right. And I'm sure, you know, that's the cop back from whatever war they got home. They remember. Maybe not everybody was there for them, but they remember that drink. I bet you that's one thing those guys do remember is like, yeah, I got back home after Vietnam or World War II or whatever, and I went to to Bobby's bar, and there everyone was there, and I and I had yep. my beer, and I was and the my- comfort, the comfort of nothing changing, the comfort of oh, it is the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta take a piss, and then I'm gonna refresh my browser because we got a fair amount of super chats and um. My my scroll is not uh, refreshing. You want to take a break and then we'll we'll come back. I don't need to take a break. I could just kind of pontificate here for a little bit. If you want, okay. If, I'm gonna yeah. pee. I'll be back in a second. All right. While Cappy goes and pees, I'm just gonna look back and see here what we've got coming up. And there's a, a few that'll keep us talking for a while. So. If you're on your Friday, you're looking forward to the weekend, you're kind of having us as background music, as the as the comforting uh, fan blowing in the background, we will continue for a while yet. But maybe we'll just talk a little bit about um, 
what we have been talking about, which is, yeah, you go out, you go off, you become a new person and you come back and you find out everybody is the same. And I kind of uh, alluded there that it's comforting, but it's disappointing at the same time, isn't it? You've gone through this experience and you're just really excited. And then you come back and it's like, oh, but everything's just sort of the same. So it is about you. That's what I would say. It is about you. It's not about other people. You should um, want to help other people. You should, uh, that should be a part of your, just kind of who you are. But you can't measure yourself by how other people see you. And you can't measure yourself by on how much of effect you've had on other people. Because that's not up to you. So if that's frustrating you, you gotta let that go. No problem. It is about you. It is about um, how you change over time. And some people aren't. And they can be comforting, but they can be frustrating at the same time. So, hey, buddy, you're back. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? <laughs> We're back. You the quickest hey. pee of all time. Hey, remember no that time pro- we po- No we problems pop- with the prostate there. You just oh, let no. it go. Do you uh, remember that time we podcasted about how you go on adventures and you come back kind of like the guys in Lord of the Rings and then like yeah. nothing changes? Yeah, no, those are changed. good times. I still got an eye patch on. That's, huh? that's good times. <laughs> um, all right. I apologize. I'm going to go and take uh, – we're going to do the super chats here. Um, and I think StreamYards froze up on me. So I'm hoping we don't miss any. Uh, do you have the YouTube version? I of got this YouTube up? up. I'll make sure that's the first oh, one. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you read this one and then hopefully we'll have a backup and we won't miss anybody's super chats. That is the first one, according to YouTube. Okay, good. I'm waiting, assistant man. What? It's from he- hep- Hepping? Hepping 27? 27. For almost five bucks. Does learning languages have some value or is it a waste of time? There is a polyglot, good word, on YouTube who has a good following and I want to do it as well. Polyglot must mean knows multiple languages. Knowing or using several languages. Look at look at that. You have to know a separate language to have those 50 cent words in your vocabulary. Look at this. See, I almost thought that that you could put uh, there is a glut of material on YouTube. <laughs> I, I remember. Maybe, you, you I thought put, maybe it was that meant that there's because you see on on television there's all these programs that can teach you how to speak another language and uh, what is it Rosetta Stone and there's some other ones that's uh, all yeah it's out there everywhere on it's uh, allegedly easier to learn a lo- another language there. Just, I'll, I'll tell you this: don't major in French. You're a no. fucking idiot. I mean. I, um, I does learning language have some value? I mean, everything has value. Yeah, you could go to a foreign country and live there. Um, you will not insult the natives because you're just some dumbass American who only speaks English or some broken stuff. Um, I do believe there's an intellectual aspect to it, like linguistics. There is a like a math or an actual software, uh, kind of intellectual stimulation that comes with it. It exercises your brain for certainly sure. Certainly does that. Yes. Uh, but. As an economist, I just don't, you know, one thing I'm really thankful about is that we won fucking World War II and Britain fucking owned the world for like 200 years. There's no, everybody speaks English. Uh, So that's kind of nice. And there's a, just a twinge of a desire that I wish I was more of a cultured man that I spoke something like Italian or something like that. But I don't think it's, I mean, depends on 
your personal preference. I mean, do you really do you have an intellectual interest in learning a foreign language or not? Or do you really want to live overseas in a particular country? Like if you really like Italian culture and you want to live in Italy, yes, learn Italian. But um I, I think, think it's what, a waste economically speaking. The only practical uh, like making money aspect to it would be I'm I'm reading Nietzsche. I like to say that I'm mm-hmm. reading Nietzsche and there's a big difference in translations. And so that's the only like practical side of it is that if, if there was still some texts out there that needed accurate translation, that would make a difference that people would be interested in then learning another language and accurately translating it into English with all the proper uh, emphasis, with all the proper humor sure, and sure. turns of phrase and things like that that can be lost in translation, then that would be a huge benefit to learning that. But I think all the the accurate translations are done. I think I don't think there's anything in the past that would be like, wow, this is a new translation of this book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's just... Learning another language, I think, is just getting your your brain moving. I think it's exercising your brain in a different way. It's like those games where it's like uh, br- uh, the brain power games or whatever, where you play these games and it's supposed to increase your IQ or it's supposed to increase your brain power somehow. I, I'll tell you this. Every person I've known that, like, I know five languages, like, they're complete dicks. Sure. They're just they're arrogant. Assholes. They're yeah. arrogant. Like I know seven languages. Like, good for you, lady. Go over the fuck off. I don't care. Yeah, do you, I, well, how do you say fuck off in that language? <laughs> I told you about what happened to me in France, right? Uh well. The was guy, they, the bum, the kid coming up to yes, me. Yes, I, I think money. you I don't yeah. quite remember the story, but yeah, you, you said I can't remember what it was, but he it was came up, he was speak you could tell he's panhandling, young man, perfectly capable and able. I'm in a socialist country, and here's a guy panhandling, so I'm like immediately pissed the fuck off. Like, yep. fuck you, you got free everything in this country. Go suck it. And then he comes up to me, I'm like, uh, no parley vous Francais, American. Oh, I speak English. I'm like, good, you know, fuck you. And <laughs> everyone, because everyone sits outside, you know, cafe and and like <laughs> Record off the Everybody, needle. Everyone that's looks. the record scratch, which it's, no millennials know what the record scratch sound actually yeah. is, but that's right. the record scratch right. sound. That was the record scratch. And then everyone, he's like, fuck me, fuck me. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. And he knew because I was not in the mood to begin with. And so I he wasn't lie. he wasn't like the guy, the sunken eyed guy on the trail that no, I nodded to was, where you saying wasn't. fuck fuck you, he might have went, Oh, you wanna fuck? <laughs> uh, maybe, no, no, no. This this kid was perfectly capable and able of working. And I won't lie, that, just to show you how dark I am. He had a little not a little dog, but a not a big dog. He had a dog with him. And if it was gonna co- to come to fisticuffs, you know what I would have done? You would have held the dog. I held the dog. I say, you want your dog back or not? <laughs> Fuck off. I just, because I just, I'm an old wise man. Now. I'm like, I it's, not it. it. it's not it's worth it. It's not worth broken knuckles. Yeah. Get, the, get the dog. I'm like, you want your dog to live? You know, fuck. I could kill this thing and, and maybe go to jail, but it's not murder. You know? I, oh. All right. Now let me scroll down and hopefully. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Lots of comments. Lots of comments. Time. Not a lot of contributions. I'm at 12.01 p.m. or 12.10 p.m. Do we have any? What's the next? Uh... I got the bearded nemophilist. All next right. One. Let's go ahead. Put, uh, go ahead. Read that one. I don't know if I could put it up, though. 
Uh, for five bucks, uh, the loyal bearded Nemophilus says, Cappy and DT back at it. I want to be a house husband like both of you fine assholes. Happy, <laughs> happy Friday, gents. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, uh, you have to fuck pride and just roll with it. What pride? <laughs> What well, is the whole so shameful about you raising your damn kids and working as an engineer part time? What is so shameful in that? Well, there's this there is this uh, instinct, I think, to in men to be the provider. Right. All right. But you have a frontal cortex now. Yes. And you can sit and think things through. Is yes. Spending time with your children more important than the fucking job. Absolutely. There Especially you go. When Mrs. DT will always make more money than me. Because she's smarter than you. I married up. Yes, she you was did smart. marry up. Yes, you I, did. I was smart enough to to pursue someone who had her shit together and was and was going to be more successful. She chose she chose the right major. She chose charity. As you go straight to heaven after marrying your ass. Right? <laughs> oh, she thought. I mean, back then I was very. Um, I was. Uh, uh, I had a lot of initiative. I was very motivated. I was going to be a, a published writer. Right? Oh, you know, that's what I was going to be. I was going to be the next Stephen King. If you choose to, I was going to be the next Stephen King. And so there was a lot of potential there that, uh, bump, bump, bump. (laughs) Now I'm just a podcaster. Right. But, uh, you have to, yeah, you have to use, yeah, like you said, your frontal cortex and go, okay, this is what society is. This is what society's rewarding. This is, this is what it takes to make it in this economy. And if you're not it, then take care of the kids, man. It's great. I, there's nothing. Look, I'm especially writing this book because I had to go through the parent boomers. It's There's teacher boomers, parent boomers, psychology boomers, all these boomers that wrote separate chapters about. So the millennial <clears throat> book is actually an okay boomer book, too. Oh. First, <laughs> there's there's two parts, okay? I, I finished the first part, more or less. Now I'm just going through the final touches. The first half of part one is millennials suck. Here's what we can learn from them. Why do they suck? Huh, yeah, they exactly. weren't brought up in a, in a vacuum. And then the second half is just yep. the boomers are the worst generation ever. And so I know a lot of millennials are going to take offense and umbrage that I treat them like a guinea pig generation. I'm like, look at them. I almost, I almost view them as like an organ donor. Like The only use to the millennials is to scrap them for parts. All right, right, we can save other lives. They're gone. They're old. Well, you're writing the book because there's still a, I mean, until the day you die, there's still a chance. You're telling me there's a chance, right? No, the old dumb and dumber. No, there, you, no, I, so I, you're telling talk- you're telling me there's a chance. There I is a chance, DT. but it's very small. DT, I got it covered. I even talk about the uh, millennial political religion. Okay. It's it's got an anti-immunity deficiency aspect to it where they'll never admit they're wrong but if you but if you look at the fourth turning or whatever we the gen xers are allegedly the generation of Patton who will lead the the younger millennials and gen uh, okay uh, uh, into right, battle yeah, right, to right, change right, the world uh, okay That's okay what it's okay about. all right all right anyway <laughs> so when you're done speaking of doing drugs uh um, I don't know where we're going with that, but, uh, no, there's nothing. Ro- oh, that's what I was going to say is I, the more I think about again, going through when you're writing, you're forcing your brain to think critically about things. Mm-hmm. How the fuck can you just have kids and run off to have a career? Right. 
I mean, and I know this disproportionately is targeted towards women because they're the ones that are like, yeah, I need my career, but it, it's men too. I'm, I'm asking parents in general, well, one of you stay the fuck home and raise your kids. That's it's like the- one of the main takeaways. You're all about takeaways. That's one of the main takeaways of this book. Why the fuck you don't stay home and take care of your goddamn kids? Well, you got the choice. You've got the choice of corporate America or government or whatever the hell it is where you are doing whatever task it is mm-hmm. for whatever purpose it is. Mm-hmm. Or you are building a human being from scratch. What is the more rewarding <laughs> task? Right. Right? I, I understand. But we've brainwashed. I mean, I've done the math. We're talking trillions of dollars, trillions of oh, human hours. Brainwashing, particularly women, but men too, that children are not, they're, they're things. They're, yeah, and that you're, you, you go plug yourself into the matrix, Amy. You go plug yourself into the matrix, Tina. Go in a shit ton of debt for your worthless fucking master's degree. You're the most important thing. You can have it all. Check mark, check mark, check mark. No love, no hugs, no kids. Outsource that fucker to daycare. You go get your masters. You go become uh, Cheryl Kuanta Haha Berg. You go, 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 go. And I'm, I, I just the while while old DT yeah. with his two kids. With his two kids, watches you Thomas watch Mass- the Tank, watches Thomas yes. the Tank Engine, and falls asleep and takes a nap after lunch with his two kids snuggling against his chest. And you watch, you watch Mystery Science Theater too. You take your kids to the Stanley Hotel because they like The Shining. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, they like ghost hunting. Yeah, well, right, right. They get to go ghost hunting, dude. Yeah. Fuck the money. Fuck the career. I mean, you got to make some money. You got to make a career, but yep. raise your fucking kids. Right. And it is that is you want to talk about filthy Democrats. You want to talk about filthy feminists that right there. How how they dare claim to be for children right. when just, they cannot wait to kick the kids out of the family and ship them off the daycare or estate. I it just and it's it's more pronounced than anything with the millennial generation. And They're it's not, a choice. I I I reject it is a choice. And I refute anybody that says you need to have two working people to make it in this country. Bull fucking shit. Mrs. DT and I did it. Mrs. DT didn't used to make as much money as Mrs. DT is making right now. She's making a lot more right now. Mm-hmm. But back when we we started our family, she wasn't. And we still were just fine on one if, salary. It's about you- choices and it's about it's about being responsible and and bullshit to anybody that says it takes two people to raise a family. I cannot state this clearly enough. And I dare any feminist leftist Marxist male or you go ahead you 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 come on my show and tell me I'm wrong. Women and men are choosing their SUVs and yes. their educations over the children. It if could be any rent, number of things. Okay, any yeah, number, but yeah. but that's but but talking about budget, when you look at the personal budget, you're choosing McMansions, you're choosing SUVs, yes. and you're choosing your worthless fucking degrees that saddle you with a seven hundred dollar a month payment. Right. Over your children. Yep. And go fuck yourself. Okay. Go right. fuck yourselves. <laughs> go look. Do you want to and be I, a professor? Do you want to have a McMansion? Do you want to have an SUV? Go and do it. Not the expense of your fucking kids, you goddamn filthy pieces of shit. Yeah, your rage is per- perfectly justified there because it is about the kids. These are th- This is the most precious fucking thing 
that you can be blessed with in life and people don't care. They don't care. They view him like a fucking piece of furniture. Yeah, and oh, the, my the number, kid! Oh. My kid is in this sport and that sport, and they they'll drive their kids around to every activity under the sun, right? And, mm-hmm. and busy, 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 busy. But they'll never have a conversation with mm-hmm. them. They'll never have like a heart to heart. They'll never have a you know honest human relationship with their kids it's just well i'm gonna get them to experience this and i'm gonna get them to experience that and they're gonna experience this over there and they're gonna be able to shoot the orange ball into the sphere the over here sphere, right oh, yeah. they're gonna be able to do all that stuff but guess what they don't know who you are they don't know anything about life they don't know anything about a relationship and they're just activity 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 experience experience like the millennials it's all about experiences experience here experience here there and they never experience an actual interaction or, or yeah. connection with a human right yeah you, right. you know what that is i had to because again guys this could be a great book i'm not kidding i think this might actually become a best like not you know bestseller by internet the, best, standards. the new york times bestseller well, every, every author Clary. out there's like a bestseller bub bubs and you look they got like 20 reviews like how the fuck are you a bestseller you know like i create a, an award award-winning aaron clary wins clary award <laughs> yeah, for being be like clary a clary you, you know, need to you need to be like Mike Lindell and make the the pillow uh, uh, institute or whatever the sleep institute. You the need sleep. to start an institute. Okay, to I'll give start yourself an, an award. Yeah. yeah, I'll give myself an award. Uh, five years in a row, the Clary Award award Aaron Clary for most Clary and We can't call it the Clary Award. Sure, I can. That'd be too obvious. That'd be way too obvious. <laughs> it's not so, the Mike uh, Lindell Award to Mike Lindell. <laughs> what what that is? I finally figured it out because again. Yeah, just say, it's really them pro- protecting their genetics at the expense of the kid. They really don't view their kid as anything more than their genetic thing going in. They don't love the kid. They don't care about the kid. It's, it's like I freezing. Want- yeah, it's like freezing their sperm. Yeah, it's kind of like this a or very, freeze- very, very expensive way of freezing your eggs or your sperm. Yeah. It really is because, you know, you could just look, guys, if that's all you're going to do is shuffle your kids from activity and not spend time with them. Well, just donate sperm. Right. Okay. It's a lot cheaper. Or Heck, freeze freeze yeah. a few embryos for uh, um, surrogate mothers to to have in the future. Yeah. You know, let them have. I've always. It's a great quote. Every not every woman, most women want to have kids and get married. Very few want to be mothers and wives. Unfortunately, that, yeah, that's true. It's true. So I'm. Okay, we're not talking about this. I'm very sad now because I had to write through that crap, and uh, you know, it might make me. <laughs> Let's get back to it, man. Right? I do have a, it I was... do have a good news. Do you? That's a little silver lining to the dark cloud we just painted there, right? Sure, you ready? Yeah. I well, have a was... new goal. A new goal. It's. I've allowed myself a little bit of arrogance with this goal. But, you know, it's a dream. It's a little, little bit of vanity in there. You know, I'm allowed to sin a little bit, but I got a goal. I, I might be able to achieve. Okay, so you are going to, um, when you die, you're there going you to right. be cremated and then send your ashes to Mars. No, oh, I'm going to be turned into diamonds. I'm going to be buried with silver and all my books. I've, I've told people <laughs> that before. I've told you is that, that before. Is right? that seriously it? Or yeah, I, you I can be you can be turned into the average male human can be turned into like three or four yep. carats of diamonds. So yep. um, I'm going right. to do that. Okay. Roll of silver each. All my books thumb drives with all my podcasts and then i'm going to have well i was going to have you know younger people spread me and hide me around like a clary treasure hunt 
but I can't find any youngins. I'm not probably going to have to go with Atham, but by the time I die, he's going to be 60 and he's going to be like, hey, can't make it to that. No, uh, he's going to be like us. He's not going to want to do that. (laughs) Anyway, so I have this slightly vain goal is I want to be known as uh, Generation X's best author. That's what I want. That's my goal. Ooh, I want to be known as generation. What's wrong with that? I don't know. There's a lot of good authors, but who Gen X? Um, I think so. If yeah. I read, maybe I would know some, but I isn't it yeah. all like Daniel Reeves and Stephen King? I mean, the boomers are all kind of dominating, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, what about the uh um the kind of Tom Clancy esque guy from Tom Minnesota? Tom Clancy's old. Oh, he died. No, 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 Vince no. The, the, the guy that was self-published and then became Vince Flynn. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's he Gen died. X, right? But he's, yeah, he's Gen X. Yeah, he's Gen X. Yep. He is pretty um, good. Okay. Can I be the voice of Generation X, maybe? <laughs> there, maybe that. Maybe not yes. the best author, but just the voice of Gen X. <laughs> the hey, voice. He was pissed off at Cynical. The voice of Gen X, Eric Clary. No, that's a no, that's an achievable goal for sure. I think I'm you should start a new channel. Actually, I mean, you might have to stop with the Captain Capitalism crap and somehow be like, "I'm going to be proven right in the long run on that." The I already X-Man. have been. I already the, have the been. ultimate X Man. X Man. Yeah, just this pissed off boomer at the end of no, a but we've got. I mean, I, I think our our generation is still going to make an impact at some point, but right now we definitely are ignored. I mean, we're just completely ignored. Nobody cares. It's about boomers and millennials. You see the meme I put together? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say on that, the the only thing that was missing was uh, superpowers. Because I do think our generation has superpowers. I mean, we've been through. Huh? Of what? Because you were saying, uh, you know, the unicorn and Santa Claus and and Santa Claus and all that, right? They've all got superpowers, including Gen X. We've got a superpower of our own. Apparently, it's like to support ourselves. What? I don't <laughs> know. I think it's just our cynicism. We have the yeah. ultimate. To have shitty parenting, yet we still yeah. survive. I don't know. Okay. That's it. Yeah, we're just kind of sitting back and waiting for our moment, and, and our moment will come on our terms. Uh-huh. It's not going to be. Oh, yeah. You keep dreaming. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have my house. It and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get Uber Eats. I'm never going to set foot outside ever fucking again except to go hiking. I mean, All right, so- what's. We're huh. totally insulated against against what's coming because we're so fucking cynical. I mean, I it's... know nothing's gonna phase nothing. But I was sitting. At, I went to the to the Christmas party with the GF at the GF's company. They had the Christmas party, and we're sitting with this nice old couple, and they were uh, Missouri Synod Lutheran. I grew up Wisconsin Synod Lutheran, so we exchanged Lutheran jokes. And they asked me. Oh, they found out that I had written books on economics. And then the guy, he taught economics in high school. He's like, how do you predict the economy? And I looked at him. I said, I assume the absolute worst of people, and I'm always proven right. (laughs) And they both, they were like the sweetest, nicest. Oh, they're about to have great grandchildren. They're just rich, and they're happy, and they're in love. And I'm like, I just assume (laughs) the worst of people, and it comes true. And they're like, oh, (laughs) that's how I do it. I'm not smart. Yep. I'm not I'm not a genius. I just know humans suck. Yes. All right, what's the next super chat? Because I don't I don't have the bearded number. I think it's James Rankin. Okay. Uh, uh that's the next one I see after bearded. Do you know what time? Is there any timestamp on that? So there is no timestamps right, in go ahead, YouTube. Click on that. Go ahead and read so, that one. 
Currently working as meat manager, fifty to fifty-five thousand a year. IQ one thirty. Better to keep current job or digital marketing and shoot for higher pay grade. It is called both. Oh, here it is. I got it right here. Do both. Hey, as, as far as a Christmas themed episode, Rankin. Oh yeah, is... Rankin Bass. Yes. <laughs> so it's perfect, right? Yeah. Do both. Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, all that stuff. Rankin yeah. Bass. Yeah. Yukon Cornelius. Yep. Yeah. What was the 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 elf that always wanted to become the dentist? I always Hermie. Used in... Hermie. Yes, Hermie the elf. Kind of an effeminate uh, elf, I would say. Yeah, they, you know what? Back in the day, though, that really meant you were just maybe more avant-garde. Yeah, maybe. It, I mean, you were, you know, like David Niven. You could say he was kind of, you know, fluffy, but he was have still ever, a man. Have you ever noticed the little hidden message in that uh, Red, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? The 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 lead elf, the bully elf, the guy that was in charge of everything, had this yeah. deep voice. Oh, Right, he had that voice, but then when he was performing in front of Santa, it was a one and a two and a three. So he was there's a little hidden oh, message in there. Okay, <laughs> all right. I, I just oh, why you? You know, he's all this this deep gravelly voice. And then when he's performing in front of Santa for We Are Santa's Elves, he's like a one and a two and a three. <laughs> look, look at this guy's name. How badass is this guy's name? Hey, are we just gonna? Are we? Are we? Skipping the meat manager guy? No, we answered. I told him do both. Do both, but uh, do you want to? Do you want to elaborate? I didn't quite get well, what you, you keep meant interrupting me about elves who are straight than gay the next time. So I, <laughs> uh, the guys, I, nobody achieves success beyond what normies, conformities, and inferiors do by just doing one thing. Sure. You have to do two things. You have mm-hmm. to put in double time or at least time and a half. And just out of pure common sense, you're making a living wage. Don't give that gig up. Right. And then go ahead and uh trial and error the um digital the marketing digital marketing thing because that's scalable. That's something you could do scalable wise. So yeah, go do yeah, that, you, but don't give up your butcher job. Yeah, you could do it at the same time. Right. Cool. All right. <laughs> So that, there you go. So that, that, that was an easy one. Plus it's only five bucks, you know, well, like yeah. for asshole consulting, I usually charge 30, 35 bucks. Although that was an easy one. So uh, now we're going was, to Sam. Whiskey. See, I was seeing these big gaps in between, uh, super chats. And I see at the end, we've got a lot. So I see where we're we going. Got, now. Yeah. Okay. Sam whiskey. Hey guys with, Hey, like you feed horses, hey, military guys. age men should never get triggered. They should embrace adversity. Goldwater Girl Strikes Back. I don't know what that last no, means. Goldwater Girl. I just, I wish I had his name. Sam Whiskey. What's his name? Sam, Sam Whiskey. You Who'd better that? look out, Bad Bart. Sam Whiskey's coming to town. If you do <laughs> such and such. Oh, no, it's Sam Whiskey. Thank you, Sam Whiskey. Sam, oh. when are you coming back? <laughs> well, Carolina, I got to go out west. At that, at that, but booty, booty, pee. I love you, Sam. I know. All right. I've had a little too much alcohol to remember the double douche guy from uh, Roadhouse. What's his name again? San- Is that the one with the? Uh... He's the classical uh, guy that's in. He's, they use his vo- voice for all the commercials. Uh, oh, Sam uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. There you go. Yeah. So I imagine Sam Whiskey to look like Sam Elliott. That's what I'm imagining. 
Okay, here we go. Hillary Clinton supported Barry Goldwater in 1964, but she didn't vote for a candidate who vowed to resegregate America. Uh, is that what Barry Goldwater was about? I don't know. I know that he was kind of a, uh, I think he was more of a libertarian minded Democrat, I think. Yeah. And it was a disaster. Okay. Barry Goldwater was is sort of the disaster candidate. Oh, kind of like um, Ross Perot. With but he was like too honest. He was like oh. too... I think he sounds like a, a Democrat I would maybe actually vote for. I thought he was a Republican. No, Barry Goldwater was a Democrat. Was he a Democrat? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I think I, so. You can look it up while I read the next My one. knowledge of 60s politics is, you know, okay, yeah, I don't care. The president then, you know. <laughs> I don't care. We shit was done. Fucked. Yeah, shit was <laughs> fucked. All right. So let's see. I think the next one after Sam Whiskey is Murray Saucedo, which is almost as good, right? Saucedo. Saucedo, yeah, hang on. Uh, I don't oh, know. Wow, I got to scroll back up. Hang on, hang on. Uh, cereals with milk and croutons? Yeah, cereals with milk and croutons. I don't even know what that, that means. Gross. That is gross. Uh, I don't know what that means. Well, it's just a $1.99 super chat. Not supposed to mean anything. Maybe it's some kind of... Um, I'm not even going to go there. Maybe that's what he's eating. <laughs> some kind of hidden message. He's... Who's this schmuck? <laughs> This next guy, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Your lack of super chats make it well. We don't have <laughs> super chat Elkins here shaking his tush in the thong to make it rain. Get me more money. Help me save money, Chad. If if you got DT doesn't off, let you do that. DT, I have no advice other than don't spend fucking money. That's right. my advice. <laughs> That's about it. Although, see, if we want to get more, see, just wait, Chad. DT hasn't gotten drunk yet enough to start oh, yelling and ripping apart and beating the super chats out of the I'm on my audience. way. <laughs> I'm on. I, I just almost finished my old chub scotch ale. I yeah. am uh, proud of you drinking this early in the day. Well, see, I can. <clears throat> I know. I can too. It's great. It's one of the funnest times I've ever had. It was like, I'm going to go to town. I'm going to the WBL. I'm going to stop at every bar and have a drink. And I got back home a lot happier at 2 p.m. I'll let you know after the podcast why I am perfectly justified in drinking early today. I hope it's good news and not bad. No, that's that's fine news. It's good. Good. News. good. Okay. Good. Uh, I can't. I can't break cover. I can't. Uh, oh God! Op, for opsec is... reasons, I cannot tell you. Read this one. <laughs> Mur. Uh, wait a minute. So Murray Sacedo's back. Mm -hmm. What will a millennial nursing home look like? <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh, God. you're 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 really opening a can of worms here. My dad, I remember. Okay, this is going back. Uh, my dad, after being a pastor, ended up going and working at nursing homes, and we got to see what they were like. And these weren't the nice, luxurious ones. These were like they had levels, like where if you were on the top floor, you were mentally ill. There was lockdown and everything. That was in the '80s, and that was scary enough for me to be. That I won't won't kid you. That was very instructional, me coming up with the Smith and Wesson retirement plan, because there's no fucking way I'm doing that. But if I'm trying to think a millennial nursing home, I think it's going to be poetic justice. They keep voting to let every third world immigrant in. Guess who's going to be maybe not wiping their asses? They won't exist, I think. I don't think they will. <laughs> yeah, the, the numbers and the money won't exist, but... You're going to be in a third world nursing home. By the time it's the millennials <laughs> are of retirement age, assuming the electricity doesn't go out by then, what would a uh, what does a Guatemalan nursing home sound like to you? All right. Have you, you know? seen the movie Chud, or have you heard of the movie Chud? C H U D with 
Was it's an it, acronym, Chud. Didn't didn't Bill Cosby do a skit on that where they're no, killing no. the cows because they got hoof and mouth? No, the Chud is cannibalistic human underground human cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Why? That's, why that's does what this I, not shock me? You've watched this movie. I I sort of watched it. It was always kind of the cool thing. Oh, it's Chud. Yeah, that's the and, cool and, thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what a millennial nursing home is going to look like. Is they're all going to be underground in the sewers. <laughs> they're just going to kind of pop up at night <laughs> and I'm, drag people down to eat. <laughs> I'm going to guess because millennials love socialism. It's going to look like a communist nursing home, a Venezuelan nursing home, a Soviet nursing home. You're going to abs. You want to talk about getting what you deserve. You're going to get it. Yang gang. Ah, hey, you got your basic guaranteed income. You also got your guaranteed government gulag uh, nursing home. Uh, it's, well, they're it's not having stuff. kids, right? So there's not going to be anybody to take care of them. Right. You're going to have to import immigrants to take care of you. We're already doing that now. Now, I'll, I'll grant. Here's one thing I will grant the immigrants and a hat tip to them. They actually do some of the jobs the Americans won't do. They do the the uh, the bedpan shit. They're happy to work. Some of them are really good. Uh, but if enough generations are indoctrinated in fuck whitey uh, and uh, privilege, you're going to see. Remember, there was that gal that let the World War II vet die. Uh, I don't remember that. You know, and she was all like uh, anti whitey, this and that. I mean, it was genuine yeah. racism. You're going to see more right. of that. You're going to see more of that. Yeah. But what about robots? What about I mean, the 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 ass wiping robot That's makes its true. rounds. Okay, at, sure. Fine. You know what I mean? This robot's going to come by, lift up your legs, wipe your ass. Ask like me when we get there. When there's the <laughs> robot wiping my ass. Cause and I'm then there's going to be the robot that comes by and gives you your pudding. You yeah. know, the pudding robot. Yes. <laughs> oh God. End it now. End it now. <sighs> next one. Yeah. Next one. The flower people for two bucks more than Murray Sacedo at one ninety nine. The flower people people gives you an extra cent. Beer and chicks, man. Those were the days. They were. Wasn't a beer drinker. I was uh, a martini drinker when I was like when the chicks were around. I'd have martinis. This is like the golden age of beer because there's oh, all yeah. these craft beers around, and you can find exactly what works for your palate. Mm-hmm. One thing I will give the millennials credit for, they did come up with some really great beer. They totally revolutionized that. And they, a lot of gainful employment, a lot of production, a lot of profit, a lot of enrichment going on, a lot of genuine production, very uh, increasing standards of living. I will, I will agree with them. I don't see it going away. I see in the next collapse or the next downturn that a lot of people will go out of business, but I think it's not going to go back to light beer all the time. There will be nope. those craft beers that survive and people will pay a little extra money for a higher alcohol content as opposed to light beer and you will survive. You know what they're also going to do? Hmm. They're not going to go downtown anymore for the beer. Every little no. town's got their own little brew pub. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the GF likes brew pubs. So we go to a lot of those and there's like little ones all over the place. I think and it's going to be the neighborhood brew pub and you just... Literally, you can walk down to the the brew. But there was a brew pub over in the WBL we could walk to. The only thing unfortunate about that is they're all the same. They all use the same fucking chalkboard. They have the same fucking copper stills. The same cool loud pipes, man. That they made it. Look at that. I mean, they all with the wooden bar and the wooden seats, and it's all the same. But are you expecting millennials to be unique and differentiated? If their beer is unique, great. 
Right. They can but look in any other regard. Yeah. It, it, if they look the same, fine, whatever. I don't care. But if your beer is unique and good, mm-hmm. awesome. So now we've got a big one. Got a big one. Thank you, SMP. 20 bucks from SMP of Lexington LLC. What do you think that means? SMP. He's know. got a logo and everything. Uh, sexual, sexual marketplace? Market? Yeah, of Lexington. Cappy, if any listen, oh, if here. any listeners are balding, they can check out SMP of Lexington, Kentucky. SMP stands for Sculp. See, we were wrong. Sculp micropigmentation. It's completely natural looking and takes years off of one's appearance. Cappyites get a massive discount. So how do they do they say just Cappy sent me? Yeah, I guess so. Get, say say that's uh, what we'll say. We'll say that. You don't need to give any more money. We'll just say cap if you say Cappy sent me, they'll get a massive discount. You know why I'm gonna plug the hell out of this guy? Because you like hair. No, because he's showing hustle. Yes, he's, he's yeah, this showing is a entrepreneurship. This he's is a commercial. Yep. Say, uh, can I do well? No, I don't know. He just comes on. Hey, 20 bucks. You mind absolutely SMP. So I went to his website. It's LexingtonSMP.com. Um, okay. About, I don't think you have to be in um, in Lexington. Oh, maybe you do have to be there. Okay. Hello, I'm the sole practitioner here at SMP of Lexington. I'm a lifelong resident of Lexington, Kentucky, who began losing his hair in my early 20s. By 32, when I, went, when I first discovered scalp micropigmentation, I was between a four and five rating on the Norwood balding scale. I didn't even know they had a scale. It's amazing uh, what science does. Huh? After experiencing <laughs> the same concerns and stress you're likely experiencing now, I finally committed to undergoing SMP treatment in 2013. And while was I satisfied? I found the results so impressive that I committed myself to finding a way to provide this life-bolstering service to others dissatisfied with all the supposed hair loss solutions. Matt Forney should be his, like, his spokesperson. Get Matt to have a big pompadour of hair. Uh, decided to receive it, prescribe to pay it, blah, blah, blah. Training, he went back to Kentucky. If you're considering sculpt micropigmentation, don't hesitate to reach out via text or phone. Um, I'm very accommodating here. Okay, here's his range. So whether you're a local resident or driving from nearby state, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, or West Virginia, or flying across the country, I can arrange pickup at Lexington's Bluegrass Air. Look at how much hustle this guy's got. Look at so this. You He's go, willing you to go. go to the airport to pick you up. So it's an actual treatment. It's not something that he can send you. It's an actual treatment sounds like yeah i'm i'm trying to let's look at the gallery he's got a gallery here whoa looks like you got hair wait do you actually grow the hair well scalp micropigmentation sounds to me like it's the way balding works is your hair you don't just lose your hair it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's gone and so maybe these small hairs are being pigmented somehow well, to make your hair look film uh, i thought maybe it was like tattooing but then there's these pictures where people's hair have grown back i mean go the, lexington smp.com slash gallery it doesn't sound like it's growing back though it sounds like it's they're just being colored so they stand out more right and so what it what most of the pictures are this is why i'm confused with the pictures where it looks like hair has come back um these guys it looks like he says, all right, where do you want your scalp to be? They mm. put it in and you have to have a really short haircut. Um, uh, yeah. So it looks like you have hair. I, I think what the main thing is here, not to get too scientific or Darwinistic, is women want a guy that have hair. 
Now, you don't actually have to have long, luxurious locks. It just has to look like you have a full set of hair. And so if you kind of keep your hair really cut short, you can, I mean, go to the side. You, you could kind of see what it does. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy's got hair. So that scratches that uh, genetic itch that women have. You know what the weird thing is, though? The You lose male pattern baldness is due to testosterone. Right. So guys with higher testosterone lose their hair. So that's exactly who women should want is, is guys with more testosterone. DT, DT you want <laughs> but, talking about talking about being an old guy no longer giving a shit. I know, but like, I just I just think it's a funny thing to point out how it's, it's hilarious how women fuck themselves over. I know it's funny, but like I got enough <laughs> of that flavor of ice cream for this week. Chad and I did a depressing podcast where He's talking about all these gals that traded in their careers for traded in their children for their careers and they can't find love. I, I, I don't, I'm done. The number of contradictory actions and decisions and mistakes women do versus what they say they want in life is almost undocumentable. It's right. infinite. It's never ending. It's painfully stupid. It's like you got your hand on the table, you take a hammer, you hit it. Ah, it hurts. I I don't I'm done watching women hitting themselves on the hand with a hammer and then complaining that it hurts. But it's uh, it's, it's funny too. It's funny. That's it is funny. It Cuz it's It's funny. laughing at it's laughing at the same joke. Like I think maybe, you know, next week or a week or two. And don't worry, the news will come up with something new where women are like, "Hey, I can't find a man because you're married, and I'll just laugh. But I, I've had my fill this week of women okay. running flat into against reality gotcha. and jumping off cliffs, putting a gun to their head, pulling the trigger. Hey, did you know there's a bullet in my head? It's the Patriot. I'm, I'm just like, so hey. what you're saying, what you're saying is we're not going to convince. We got no chance, zero no chance, chance, negative no. chance of convincing women that male pattern baldness is actually a sign of increased testosterone, which is what they want. <laughs> DT, Logically speaking. DT, so you just we, have to laugh. We can't even pin them down on what they want. Right. All right. You know what I got to do now? I have to, now piss, you, so you take it over. All right. I'm just going to go gargle with more stuff. Uh, everybody throw your super chats in. Let's get to I want big fucking money for reasons and stuff, even though I didn't have cancer and the medical bills weren't that bad, but reasons and stuff and give me shit. Hang on. I'm going to go gargle. Oh, man, old Capmeister is... Uh, you know what? Let's do the sponsors. Let's get that out of the way. Um, Am I even live? Hello. Check, check. Checkity, check, check. There we go. Right here myself. Um, boy, where did I... I got a ton of articles up. 
Daybydaycartoon.com. Visit daybydaycartoon.com. It's the longest-running conservative libertarian webcomic out there. Chris Muir, great guy. One of the few people that I look up to as a mentor, and he helped me out during my uh, uh, health scare thing uh, with the wisdom that only man, older man can. So uh, go check him out and thank you to Chris, daybydaycartoon.com. The rules, reclaiming your freedom, your manhood, and your sanity at von Gobel rules, spelled uh, .com, V-O-N-G-O-B-L-E-R-U-L, uh, hang on, von Gobel, spelled that way, rules.com. That's, uh, that's the best way to do that there. Uh, Big Tao's Guide to Retiring on $200,000 in Southeast Asia. You can go to bigtailbooks.com. And that's his flagship book. I think he's got others. You can use the promo code Aaron. You get 10% off uh, if you use that. And uh, I've looked at it, and it's a a very thorough, complete book. Um, I actually, oh, I got to do Von Goebel rules ad specifically too. But uh, anyway, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring 200,000 Asia. I know uh, a lot of guys get a lot of gov. Oh, you just got to go buy the pussy. Or you're like, it's stereotypical to go to Southeast Asia. Um, but I've heard good things about it. And if you're not going there because you're delusional, like, you know, I'm going to be a wife, you just, you want a beach, you want quiet, you want peace, you want calm. I could see why you'd want to go. And this book is very instructional tutorial on that. Uh, he's very thorough, how to set up a bank account, where to go, all this other stuff. Um, I, I almost might read it one of these days if I ever get the time. Because I am interested. I am going to scope out Southeast Asia, not necessarily find play, but uh, I need a plan B. I need to I need to figure it out. And that's one of those books where you buy it and read it. You will save yourself thousands of dollars not making mistakes. Just, oh, I think I'm going to go to Phuket. Oh, how come I just didn't meet any of the, the locals? What's going on? So that would definitely, you're in, in other words, you're going to get a positive return on investment on that uh, book. Uh, check out Sandman's channel and use his Brave b- uh, browser. You can go to YouTube, search Sandman. He uses a Brave browser. Uh, the link, uh, the URL is a little bit uh, impossible to read. And so I just plug his site anyway, even though we have a different way. I have no problems promoting people like LexingtonSMP.com. If you guys got hustle, scratch my back, scratch yours. Let's do it. Uh, you can go to nickshulander.com for all your digital marketing needs. And while it's a uh, final season, uh, be smart. Have other people write your college papers for you by going to academiccomposition.com. Academiccomposition.com. Hire Alex and his crack team of writing staff to write your papers for you. And Alex is always hiring people to do marketing and writing books as well. So if you like working from home or from a coffee store, any place you can carry your laptop, contact Alex. Let him know that I sent you. That's academiccomposition.com. Westernrifleshooters.wordpress.com. I, uh, he did not pay me to promote him. He just linked to me, and I am sending back the good stuff. Add that to your repertoire of blogs to read. The Science of Mastery in Women, uh, written by Linda Gross, Dr. Linda Gross, host of the Men's Advocate Show, which you can also catch on the internet find it there's a thing called google boomer look it up but she also has a book out called the science of mastering women very highly very highly rated uh very well read and uh people do stand by it so i will let the readers of the book testify as to the value of that the pence principle where is it 
Move your phone, Cleary. There we go. Here we go. Get the Penn's Principle. Great uh, holiday book, Christmas book uh, for any young man in your life. Basically, how to me to proof yourself and make sure you never get falsely accused of rape because that would really suck. Of course, with Kavanaugh, it <laughs> doesn't matter what you do. 36 years later, <laughs> I'm an old middle-aged woman. I don't want him to get become a, what was it? Supreme Court. Someone make it up. At, man, were they reaching for that. They were stretching for that one. Let's just drag up charges. 36 years old. Completely unsubstantiated and unproven. And half, there's there's another little bit of proof and evidence that they're, uh, that society is that bad. Half the population just believe her. Ah, uh, no. How about some fucking proof? Oh, and now they're on impeachment, so it just got worse. Well, yeah, but that's not going to happen, right, Republicans? Oh, it didn't happen with Kavanaugh either, but they they do it, you know. Wait, they try. The, wait, did the did the Democrats in uh, the House try to impeach Kavanaugh? No, I'm talking about president. Uh, I'm talking about yeah. Trump impeachment. I don't. I'm not paying attention. It just that. keeps getting worse and worse. Is they, they, there's there's really no morality, is there? I mean, it's just rank. We want power. That's yes. It. That's all it is. Fuck the rules. Yep. Fuck the unspoken rules. Like a, a little bit. I mean, it just. They don't seem to understand that if they get rid of the rules, they're fucked. No, they, <laughs> they don't well, seem to understand that gas is cheap and empty scotch bottles are a plenty. <laughs> uh. So anyway, get that book, and then um, there's also uh, pushing rubber downhill by our good friend. Adam Piggott, go to pushingrubberdownhill.com where you're going to get three things. You're going to get his blog. You're going to get his podcast with updated, new, fancy, modern-day MP3s. And uh, you also get his book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, which is an absolute must. There's uh, Roll Tomasi's Rational Mail, The Way of Men by Jack Donovan. There's my book, Bachelor Pad Economics. I would throw I'm not humble enough to not throw that in there. And then um, Pushing Rubber Downhill, uh, absolute must of all those books for men to read. I would also throw bang or day bang in there as well with Roosh. Uh, and then he has this other book, uh, uh, run guts, pull cones. You could find that all by going to pushing rubber downhill.com. Uh, we got my books, all of which make a great Christmas gift. So you have reconnaissance, man, how to explore the United States. That's not the subtitle, but it's basically how to figure out where you want to live in the United States, which is a pretty fucking big decision. Black man's got out of poverty. I think it's self-explanatory. Bachelor pad economics. Worthless young person's indispensable. Got to choose in the right major. That makes a great high school gift for any kid that you care about. You know what happens to the majority? I, I'm very thoroughly convinced. The majority of people that give their kids the book worthless, you know what happens? They don't read it. They don't read it. They go off on another thing, and then that book just sits there. But you know what it does do for the parents? It gives them a, they, a clear conscience. When that kid comes back, I can't find a job. Dad, all he has to do is say, look at this. Remember this? Look at the inscription I made five years ago when I told you not to major in that stupid ass yep. shit. Oh, you did it. That's what it is. It's an insurance policy. I should start marketing worthless as an insurance policy. Yep. That's why I do what I do. It's an insurance policy. I say what I say, and I you know, podcast, and come on your show with you. 
because it gives me uh, it gives me a clear conscience when everything goes to shit. Gives you posterity. Say, no, I told you. I told you yep, you're going to exactly. have the, the pudding bot serve you. You're putting as the ass wiping robot wipes your ass <laughs> with no toilet paper because they ran out. Oh, could you imagine the pudding out. robot Ugh. being the same as the oh. wiping ass robot? <laughs> Oh, the millennials, they just can't wait to get that gang gang artificial intelligence world in. Is this really pudding? <laughs> Anytime you hate the millennials and what they're voting for, you just remember they get to live in the nursing home at the end of that stage. That's whoever came up with that millennial nursing homes, that's gonna suck donkey balls. <laughs> I think the boomers nursing homes are gonna suck too. Oh, uh, they do, but it, I I millennials, oh God, it's just yeah. You know, uh, you 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 know they're going to have toilet paper allotment based on your gender and your skin color. <laughs> You're not oppressed enough. You get half a sheet, and you don't get an ass wiping robot. Um, enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ, absolutely mandatory book for everyone to read. Poor Richard's retirement. If you haven't bought that book, buy it because I know most of you haven't started saving for retirement. But Aaron, I got that 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 that. Go do yourself a favor and get that book and read it and implement it. It's basically Dave Ramsey, but way more deep and philosophical. I, I, not that I, I don't dislike Dave Ramsey, but I am just better than him. I'm going to have to admit for one reason sure. and one reason only. Do you know why that is? Uh, you swear. That's a, okay. There's two <laughs> reasons I'm better than Dave Ramsey. <laughs> For secular people, uh, anyway. you've been consistent with your message. Where I think he uh, bought he into the system. He was Mister Dude, bro. High flyer files exactly. for bankruptcy. Exactly. Right? And then, and then, if I'm not mistaken, then he found Jesus. Yep. And uh, and then, then <clears throat> now he's now he's helping old grandma ladies save her which is good, which is fine. If you listen to him or Robert Kiyosaki, you're doing very well right now. Right. I'm just saying, if you want the original article. that wasn't ever filed for bankruptcy and kind of knew that shit beforehand and didn't know, didn't need to go meet Christ to learn how to spend less than I made. Yep. You know, because I could do math early. I'm just, just saying, just saying, you know? Yep, exactly. And if you've read all my books or you bought them or whatever, please review them online. And then finally, uh, we do have the best of books. These are not the best sellers because I don't promote them as much. But if you want the best works of my blog, conveniently compiled into one book right here, you can get the best of Captain Capitalism. There's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left. Those all have uh, various artists' uh, pinups drawn because I wanted to. The old covers were crap. People said, oh, it's kind of crap. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. It was kind of crap. So I had uh, some people draw some uh, some classy pinups. Sure to piss off. All the women that got pissed off that there was a skinny chick on a Paddleton commercial. <laughs> um, that's it for sponsors. Uh, shall we go back to the super chats? Yeah, there's one coming up. I really want to respond okay, to. Here we go. I'm I'm eager to respond to actually, but flower people. I think that's yeah, the next one. Flower People says for five bucks, those lady realtors on social media with kids and a hubby yet still get 500 jack offs to like their selfies and work related photos. I think that's related maybe to our Peloton discussion. Maybe. Maybe. Are you, are you just saying hot women get likes? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what the oh, Flower yeah. People no, that's, saying. That's, that's true. And I'm, they are jack offs. The 500 jack offs. Oh, are. God. They're jacking off. 
<laughs> hair jacking off. I the that was another torpedo that hit the side of the old the the Cappy DT fleet. Like where we are, the Cappy DT fleet, even the man, <laughs> and we're out there with our battleships. <clears throat> and one torpedo that hit our battleships was the one where we were trying to go work for the Republicans. And, uh-huh. and they they ended up being just a bunch of retards. Yep. And then the other one is when it's like, yeah, these conservative thoughts, these uh, conservative hoes, and we're going to help out the men who like come up with the new epiphanies and the leaders. And every guy just gives all the money, yeah. all the followership, all the subscribership Make to, it rain. Mo- to millennial Make- Millie because she's got a set of cans. Yeah, we're making it rain. <laughs> to what operation? Which Petticoat. this is going to relate to the next, uh, the next super chat. This is uh, this What's is make this, it rain. This conversation right now, where all of the fucking conservative thoughts get all the support and all the money and all the encouragement and all the likes, mm-hmm. is going to directly relate to this next comment. What Chris Puckett? Yes, I have it up. Can you see my screen? Do you see it? Up yeah, on the I screen? see it. It's read on read there. it. Read it. You're the reader yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It says Aaron. You'll have a better tune in and more people watch if you can get co-hosts that aren't afraid to be on camera. Yeah. How do you think I'm going to respond to that? You got kids and you're purposely hiding yourself for very good reasons. It's not afraid. It's not fear. Okay. It's just logic, I would say. It's fucking intelligence. That's what it is. It's logic. Exactly like you said. Hey. Do you think, Chris, that I am going to risk everything that I've accomplished in this reality for you fucking people? No fucking way. You give five bucks and you think I'm going to unveil myself, uncloak like the like the Klingon warbird to get shot down by the, <laughs> by, the, the by the Enterprise? Fuck off with that shit. Are maybe you, uh, when the kids are out of the house, maybe when I'm I've got no more, absolutely no more fucks to give, I will uncloak. I will say that my Facebook profile image oh. is me. It is me. So technically I have quote uncloaked. But uh yeah, I'm I, there's no for reason. how for how the, the right and uh, you want me to do a blood shuckles rant right now? I'll do a blood shuckles. <laughs> okay, rant go right ahead. Now. You're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> The right does not support its own. Once the right disagrees with one little fucking thing, they are kicked to the fucking curb. They are railroaded out of town. Look at uh, Bernard Chapin and how his numbers have gone down. That guy's shown his face for fucking forever, and you all fucking abandoned him, and now he's got hardly anything. Well, but so you think he, I'm well, going to do that? No fucking way. But what happened? To, he just didn't he self-cancel himself. No one, no one came after him. Well, I mean, his numbers, he's, he's explained that his support and his numbers and his monetary support has gone down and down and down. And one of the things that made it go down the most is when he went after, it sounds like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody correct me if I'm wrong here, but when he, when he went after the white nationalists, that's when yeah. he really suffered. Oh, so, okay. you know, we're, we're temperamental on the right. We're like, well, if you don't agree with every fucking thing I say, I'm going to withdraw my support. Where the I, left, just the left, you can fucking, oh. you can fucking commit crimes, you can kill people, you can, and 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 they'll, you'll have a lucrative job waiting for you at some fucking nonprofit when you're at the end of it. So the right does shit to to protect its own, does shit to encourage its own, does sh- does shit to 
to um, um, uh, provide money so people don't fucking starve to death. So to hell with it. This is this is the way it's going to be. I feel bad for you know, our disagreements aside. I, I felt bad like he couldn't make money based on the followership that he had. Right. I mean, I mean he, he was successful. He I was successful. Yeah, he had yeah. he had what 20, 30, 40,000 followers. Know, it's a lot. You know, it's very identical to running a church. Once you have enough congregants, you should be able to pay yourself a little bit of a salary. Uh, right. but maybe it didn't translate. So, and so uh, I, be- that's one of my examples. Like, why the hell would I uncloak? Why the hell would I, in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall, you blew my cover? No, <laughs> no fucking way am I gonna do that. The the problem with uh with showing yourself the only real reason you should is if you're a hot chick. That's the only real yep. reason. Uh, but if you're a guy, fuck no. There's really no reason no. to. I mean, technically, I guess I shouldn't have, but I didn't give a shit. Um, and I know that there is like you do get more of an association and a personal draw to one another, but um, it it's not worth it unless you're a good looking chick. Even if you're an ugly chick, it's not worth it. But make sure you're a good looking chick. I mean, back and in also, the day, when people were reading Nietzsche, did they know exactly what he looked like, or did they just appreciate his ideas? I mean, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Anyway, Chris, I will get to you on the. Uh, he has an asshole consultant request, and he's got. Uh, I, I, I did get it, but like I said, I've been busy with the other stuff and, and working. But I have. He has not forgotten. So, uh, any asshole consulting client out there, have not forgotten you. Uh, here's one, Murray Sacido, scale of one to ten, Adra Fox. Do we need to look at that? I guess I need yeah. to. Is this going to? Get me in trouble with Mrs. DT if I saw if I uh, search. Hey, por- <laughs> pornographic film actress. Okay. <laughs> um, nah, if, no, if oh well, have, that's fine. <laughs> she's she's cute. Um, you got to look at Idra? several of them. Adra A I D R A Fox. Um, well, she kind of. This is why you got to look at several pictures. They always kind of got a weird. Yeah. She was kind I mean, of yeah, the she's standard. Cute. She got she's the standard brunette right though yeah she's got girl next door kind of lengthy thin nose um so do we actually have to say on one to ten yeah i'd say are we talking linear are we talking are we talking clary's linear scale like is she in the top 10 percent or are we doing the bell distribution traditional gaussian scale where you know a 10 (laughs) is like this rare unicorn that doesn't exist because i caught a lot of flack from a lot of guys you know they think Jesus, Clary thinks that's a, a seven, and she's obviously a five. It's like, no, 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 you, you all missed my point. I'm saying based on the scale, if we had to put women into categories of 10%, 10%, 10%, she would be in the top, you know, she'd be a seven because that's how ugly most people are today. So what are we doing, Gaussian or linear? Nah, I don't know. I would just say that she's young. Most young people are hot. Right. That's that's the secret of age. The secret of wisdom is that young people are hot. And I don't think over she's I don't think she's going to hold up over time. I, don't, I think she's hot right well, now. No, no woman holds up. No guy holds up. Oh, over there's time. there's women that classy, good looking women that hold up over time. Absolutely. OK. All right. I, I would say uh, linear, obviously a 10 because she's in the top 10 percent because she's thin. And I don't yeah. think she has any tattoo. Oh, no, there's a tattoo. She's got a tattoo. Yeah. Got a tattoo, of course. Uh, but linear, or I'm sorry, Gaussian, uh, 9.3, 9.4. She's not a perfect 10, but she's up there. She's very cute. She's, she's very cute. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she's sort of dime a dozen cute. Yeah. She's not a 10, but she's, she's still, you know, 
based on what's available in the uh, in the market. With enough makeup, they kind of all look like that. Well, I that's yeah. See, that's the thing is you got to look at several pictures to kind of like look at the face and like, and then you see them without makeup, and you're like, oh Jesus, oh Erica Williams, oh good old Erica. She's uh, this is a, a she got hustle. She's an entrepreneur. So, uh, Erica asks. Asking folks with husbands and little kids why they don't stay home with the baby basically get cussed out. Thanks, Aaron, <laughs> for getting me cussed out. <laughs> wait, wait, did you do that, Eric? You don't ask them. Little kids, why don't they basically? No, you never. No, that's no, fine. I, I think it's kind of cool to say, well, well, is the husband home? No. Well, then what are you doing? Or, you know, you're talking to the husband. Well, is the wife home? No. Well, then what are you doing? Didn't didn't we just get over talking about being the wise man and knowing which battles to choose, <laughs> or being Maybe. the wise woman in Erica's case? Erica, you should know better than this. Just, <laughs> just she's don't. collating. She's collating data. <laughs> well, she's younger than us. I think she's got to be. But I, maybe she's still idealistic. She thinks like she's gonna help. Look, nobody loves their kids. That's what I found out right in this book. No one fucking loves their kids. Yeah, the yeah. few people that do are truly rare people like DT or like literally people I can count on one hand. I know these couples. That, surprise, surprise. They still love each other and they're nuclear families and they're never divorced. But it is so rare when you look at the actions for, and we're talking all parents now, boomers, Gen Xers especially, and the now upcoming millennials, you don't love your kids. And I, and even I have to, even in the book, I delineate. I say, yeah, you love your kids, but you love other things more. You right. both love other things more and you fear other things more, more right. than you love your kids. Yep. And that's, that's why. Because if you loved your kids more than anything else, what would you do, DT? You would <laughs> severely change your lifestyle. <laughs> You'd raise your yeah. fucking kids. Right. It's By severely not, changing your lifestyle. Yeah. Not even severe. Well, you have to. I, that's another thing I don't get is women are completely of this mind that a kid is this temporary hiccup in life and they get right back to baseline. It's like, um, hello, right. just brought a sentient human being into life. What the well, fuck are you doing going back to work I like took my, two weeks later? It's three months. That's the standard. Is who like, gets three oh, fucking months? And it's months. like, oh, how could he, you leave your kid, your little he's baby? Perfectly fine on his own at three. He can practically, but he can code at three months. Right. It's just, it's so sad. Yeah. And again, but, what, but don't, wouldn't you? I mean, a simple question. Isn't that a good, isn't that a, isn't that the minimum amount of pushback we should encourage would be just like, well, how come you're not staying home taking care of your kid? I mean, that's a, it's an honest question, right? It, to to be on question. Erica's side here. here here's the question. What's if more point? people did that, maybe then more people would actually think about it. I, I agree. Um, if your goal is to piss them off and make them feel guilt and shame them, if essentially your, your goal is to shame them, which is good. Yes. Ask them, well, why, why are you staying home to raise your kid? Now, as long as you know that you've achieved your goal after you ask that question and right. you're okay that they're going to give you the standard pissed-off response that, I need two incomes and Trump and Bush and Obama and shit and things and stuff, and you yeah. don't know what it's like, and how dare you? If you're willing to take that heat and crap and whatever fallout's going to come from it because you're probably not going to have a friend anymore, although I don't know why you'd have a friend like that anyway— uh, then you've achieved your goal of pissing them off and shaming them. 
But if your goal is to get them to reconsider, I'm going to say it again. DT, (laughs) trillions of dollars and trillions of human hours have been invested in training men and women to raise their fucking kids and put themselves ahead of their career. How much? Nothing. None. (laughs) How many trillions? Even the church falls in that. Even the church. How many trillions of dollars spent over the decades and the trillions of our human hours have gone into training men and women to kick their kid out to daycare in the government and to go back and work and pay taxes and commute? Oh, oh, that's immeasurable. I don't, I I don't even multiple trillions. I I don't think you can even estimate. It, it it depends on how far you want to go back, do you adjust for GDP and population, all that other shit. But if you want to go back to like the 60s and the Great Society, it has easily been over $10 trillion and trillions of human hours spent training women in particular with the feminist movement, but also for men to accept it, uh, to convince humans to work at the uh, expense of their children. That's what they've convinced. And they're they're very successful at it, too. You know, I'm just going to come in here and again respond a little bit to uh, to who is it? Chris's uh, comments oh, no, here. We've got we've got 138, 135 people watching now. Okay, uh, so that that I think is the record for when I've been on this podcast. So apparently, really? they don't care that I look like uh, a snake Plissken Santa Claus. <laughs> Where's Sacedo? Is Santa Claus real? I am Santa Claus. He is Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, the that's the best. That's the there. that's the best line in the Christmas Chronicles. Is as Snake Plissken Santa Claus. Kurt Russell goes, "I am Santa Claus," and it's just great. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> oh, hang on, I got a Christmas spirit, man. Christmas spirit. Just getting a little bit of belief is enough. Just that little tingle, like when you're a kid, it's mm-hmm. enough, right? Would you say? Just sometimes you're watching a Christmas movie and you just your heart gets touched just that little bit, that little bit of belief. Back in the day, it did now. No, not at all. Even <laughs> like when, even like when uh, John McClane says some kind of little witty little Christmas line, you don't go, "Ooh, a little bit of the Christmas spirit." I, the, there. You know, just the general stuff like the tree being up and me yeah. making great progress on the book and being thankful for all this other stuff. Yes, and then and then Christmas music. I, it is a little bit of cheer, a little bit of happiness. Awesome. There we go. No, it's, it's better. And then, uh, when Chris Beckloff, um, being the anti-American anti-Christmas fun, hating person, he is claimed that Die Hard was not a Christmas movie. It was a joy to the world to go make fun of him on the internet, (laughs) but that's all right. He's a millennial. He doesn't know anything. So, uh, but he'll learn. He'll learn. Should I say the next one here? Yeah. Save my voice. Epping 27 again for $4.99. I was going to major in Chinese and Spanish and minor in French. Do you think this is stupid or fine? Are the only good majors STEM and accounting? Thanks. Here, I'm going to I'm gonna answer this before you go. Because okay? I'm angry with this question. Go ahead. If you plan to basically be a translator for Chinese companies, that's a great idea. Because if you major in Chinese and you know English and, and you're minoring in Spanish and French, you can basically be the intermediary for Chinese companies talking to anybody. So that's how you'd make your money. What's wrong with your advice, DT? Uh, well, it's assuming that China is always going to be 
the economic powerhouse and gobbling up all the wealth on the planet. But uh, you told them the major in Chinese. Huh? What is a degree in Chinese going to cost him? Probably a lot. You could just go online and learn. What <laughs> is going to China, spending three hours a day studying Mandarin or Cantonese? Yeah, you're right. Through uh, Rosetta Stone software, going to cost him. So the mate. So what you're what you're saying is the majoring in those things is the problem. If you just study that and you market yourself and and prove that you can be a, an intermediary and a translator, you're going to save yourself a ton of money on an education, and you're going to be able to have a ton of work. When you go and work as a translator, you're tested, and you get a score, and I think it's in three reading, writing, and conversation. Okay. That's what matters. Yes. It's like it's like the IT world. It's your certifications that matter, not your degree. Right. So they don't give a shit if you got a fucking degree. So don't pay some washed-up fucking professor to teach you the ABCs of Cantonese uh, $300 a credit. By the way, half of your, your classes are going to have nothing to do with Chinese. It's going to be uh, black jamoke, Hispanic yes. sculpture, lesbian, yep. trans Guatemalan poetry studies. You're going right? to be a well-rounded translator. You're yeah. going to be a very well-rounded translator. Spend literally, because you got to pay for this shit too. Spend about an eighth of your time. Yep. You would going to college to get a degree in Chinese and just learn Chinese. And a hundredth of your money, too. Well, that's why I, I prorate Eighth of time, hundredth of money. Yeah. Correct. And if you're going to go to college, it's STEM. Or or if you would like to read what's a good degree, here's a book. It's $12. Read that book and find out what degrees are worthwhile and not worthwhile. I, I, I never think. Huh. You ever think about doing like a version two or like a um, a, a the second edition where you update it? Have you ever wow. thought about re-releasing that? All I would do is update like numbers for inflation and starting salaries, okay. and nothing has really fundamentally changed. No, you're right. And I, you know, and here's the other thing. This is one of my better selling books, right? This is what kind of maybe breakthrough is to, but it's not a be it's not a bestseller. No. It's not on the New York. And this is in light of the entire, this is almost 10 years old now. I've had the media on my side promoting the education bubble and millennials and student loans and worthless degrees. Da, 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 da. It's still, I'm excited if it's ranked around 100,000th place. There's no reason to update that because no one's really listening. Now, some key people are, but they're not the type to be like, ah, uh, you know, your data is from 2013 and uh, yeah. it's 2019. And they're not, they're, they're smarter than that. They get the philosophical point. They understand. So if all of a sudden, like, you know, some charitable Democrat really wanted to help out minorities and prevent them from majoring in worthless fucking slopses, hey, let me run some free ads for that thing. And then, then maybe I'd update it. It makes it to the New York Times bestseller. Uh, Mike Rowe has me on the thing. Joe Rogan has me on the thing. We actually, as a con as a group, make a concerted effort to end worthless degrees. Stop it. Then I might update it. In so the when's meantime, the ten? When's the ten year anniversary of that? Um, about a year and a half from now. Year well, just do it. Just do an updated forward and do copyright current year, and then it can be up to speed. It won't take any effort. Yes, it will take effort. No, just a little forward. 
You could shit that out of your, you know, what, in your yeah, sleep. I could, but what, what is it going to boost sales? Maybe because it's, no. it's, it's current. It's copyright. Current. Current. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, man. <laughs> bachelor pad economics is going to be forever current. Cause I mean, no, there's right. a lot more to it, but it's like spend less than you make. I mean, this, there's no reason to update it. None, none whatsoever. I mean, if all of a sudden, really, if, let's say I became a really big popular author. I achieved my dream of becoming the, the author of generation X. Okay. Then I would go and I would probably update some of the stuff because all right now everybody and i'm gonna update it a little bit just they're gonna to, pay know. attention to your grammar and stuff like that well man. fuck them you know i've been thinking about, <laughs> i've been thinking about putting in that that typo um disclaimer saying books are about <laughs> ideas and thoughts and if you got an issue about typos then this book is not for you because i'm Go sick ahead. and tired of looking for typos use your highlighter and highlight them if you want yeah I, you know <laughs> I, I really just uh, there's there's grammar Nazis and then there's an intelligent people and uh, grammar Nazis. Oh, that's and, true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my two cents, maybe one cent. Yeah. If you did ten year anniversary re release of Worthless for the current generation, current kids coming out of high school, I've got a new forward. Everything's still current. Bam. The only thing I want to see ten year re release, so I guess it would be twenty years now, is Jennifer Aniston's Rolling Stone magazine cover. <laughs> yeah, I want to exactly. see her repeat that. That's it. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. All right, do I need to read another one here? Yeah. Media hits for two bucks. Jingle all the way as Mickey's Diner in St. Paul. Huh. True. Was it there? Yeah. Was Mighty Ducks a Christmas movie or no? I know that was filmed eh, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's filmed yeah. in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Okay. Let me scroll. And Fargo's got uh, whatever that corner bar. Uh, it's got like playing cards on it or something. That's that was in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Oh, um, what you know what I'm talking it? about? No, I they they've been tearing them down so much. Uh, O'Gara's garage is gone. They're tearing that down and making it something millennial. Hmm. All right, so the next one is from heaping 27 again that uh, this heaping's given us a lot he keep, of he keeps no he keeps wanting us to say yes follow your heart and money will hunt. no we're not going to tell you that dipshit you want to work for the fbi go into the military get your ass kicked around a little bit join special force and you want to work for the u.n fuck you the U.N. is not a real nah. job. The FBI is the only real one. You want to go be a translator? Get your ass into the military. Start studying a foreign language. The military has foreign language school. All right? Right. And then while you're there, <laughs> major in something fucking worthwhile like hacking or software. Yeah. All right? Stop being this namby-pamby bullshit little pussy. Oh, I want to learn Chinese, and I want to sit there with a thing in my ear and go to the U.N. and all. Simsong, Hing Hong, you know, Bok Choy or whatever. Careful now. Careful. No, no. You can Simsong, Hing Hong, Bok Choy. Bok Choy is a, is is a good a, food, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, it's a vegetable. Uh, no. You either put in your fucking dues or not. Yeah. Or you go, uh, I teach English overseas. Fuck. Uh, I, I, there's, there's somebody I used to be friends with on Facebook that, just knowing the language he was able to teach overseas. He didn't need a degree. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take, dude, I'm like, how are you teaching? I don't really speak the language. They already speak English. I'm like, then why are you going over to speak? Well, they really, really, really want to learn English. So, I mean, yeah, 
it's it's you know it's fun I mean, to travel, but Jesus Christ. You're right. If you can avoid college and avoid the cost, you should. I mean, if there's a way to do it, the only reason you should go to college is if you need to go to college to get a certain certification. Yeah. And that's in STEM. Otherwise, it's not worth it. It's and not if, worth and it. if you're going to go to college, go online for fuck's sake. Right. Go to the community. There is no reason to go to the overpriced four-year college and institutions. Go to the local Shitburg Community College. Get your prereqs. Go online through Western Governors or whatever. Get your prereqs there. And then spend as little time at the expense of colleges as possible. I mean, just traveling overseas is going to give you all the experience you need. I want to so. do this. I want to go, you know, what if, I, what, if I, what if I tweak this variable and it's still a sucky major? You, know, you want to talk about the, the guy who buys the Pedleton bike and then, well, what if I read about dieting? What if I read about it? What if I read the instruction <laughs> yeah, exactly. manual? What if I program it? What if I, you get out yeah. the fucking bike and do it. Yeah. Right. There's nothing that annoys me more than the self-help section of bookstores. And hey, I make is... a lot of money off of that. <laughs> no, you do, that you're not self-help. Bachelor pad economics and worthless is not self-help. I That'd guess, but you're not you're not the typical self-help crap. You no, know? I'm you're not. not you're not the typical, you know, power of positive thinking. Wait till wait till Operation Evil kicks in. Yeah, well then you might be. Right. <laughs> All right, so vagina is now power, the power of vagina written by Amy Amyson is now says, I don't like working. I think we'd agree. Should I come up with a fake mental illness and apply for welfare? I love watching daytime TV. I'm thinking of Operation Evil. Um, it depends on should... kind of what demographic your group it's you're a in. Lot right? of, see, the problem is. You got to fake a mental illness. You got to apply for welfare. And that's a pain in the ass into itself. What I have found, because this has happened to come up twice now in the past two weeks, two independent people have said that they've used ADHD to get telecommuting work privileges. And I'm thinking. That's pretty good, though. Right? That's that's something we can work with. So if yeah. you want to telecommute and they need to hire someone with the check mark box of the disability um, affirmative right. action thing. You claim you got the, you know, talk to it. I can't pay attention. Oh my God. Look over here. Where? Hey, look, a fly. Oh my God. You got the worst case of the hood, the hood, the hoods I've ever seen. Here's a prescription or a doctor's note that says, yeah, you can't work from home or you can't work at an office. You need to work from home. Thanks doc. And then there you go. Right. Anxiety. That would be an angle too. Anxiety. Right? Anxiety. I mean, who isn't fucking anxious? I mean, anxious. seriously. I, I, I can't. <laughs> you drink. You drink alcohol to not be anxious. Otherwise, you're fucking anxious, right? All this shit we've been dealing with before in the past. You just either tough through it, or you had a shot, and then you got to work. Oh, I got a feeling nice. <laughs> oh, that's that's how I imagine. Because all the psychologists now are basically our generation, are millennials. So yeah. it's millennials and Gen Zers talking to millennials and Gen X therapists. I'll write you a prescription for Ritalin. It's not even Ritalin anymore. It's pot, right? Oh, you got anxiety. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Here's some pot. Here's some cannabis for you. Uh, Black Heart B gave $2 with no know anything nothing. so thank you very thank much you. thank you very much i appreciate the two dollars the flower people he's back oh wait no there's heaping first i think Did i miss it here Hang after on. black heart heaping's back in the game again wait 
Wait, oh, oh, whoa. There we go. Okay. Almost missed that. No, we got you, that one. They no, went to 27 says, I am not paying for college because I get financial aid, but I really want to become a translator or interpreter because I only care about language. Hang, hang on. No, there's flower people. I'm right. Go to flower people first. Uh, I don't see it on YouTube. I pulled sorry. it up. Do you see the main screen? Yeah, I, I see is now. Okay. Yeah, I see flower people. Yep. All right, read flower people. Apparently men who try to pick up women at the bar are losers. Society is pretty boring now. Bar hop sex used to be fancy. You have no dating experience, but I remember not necessarily going to the bars, but going to lounges and jazz clubs and dance joints. And uh, that was fun. It was fun for a while um, because I had dancing under my in my uh, arsenal there. Uh, you know, in the but- brief time that... Uh, that I was single and I went out to the bar a few times. I noticed the cute girls who looked like they didn't want to be there. And if I had any amount of chutzpah, Mm -hmm. I would have walked up to them and said, do you really want to be here? (laughs) I don't either. Let's go get a coffee. That's what, that's what I would have done because that's my personality. I noticed I didn't really want to be there. And I noticed the girls, the cute girls who came in, you could just tell they don't necessarily want to be there. Well, then why did they go? Because they want to find somebody like me. Oh, that's what it was. Who doesn't want to be there either? I'll I'll tell you this. I never went to like just the straight up bar scene. Um, do you remember? Do you remember champs? They were yes. all over. That's like where the the youngest boomers, you know, would find yep. that's where their last gasp was. That's where yep. you had the last cheers, and <clears throat> they go and meet people. And some of the older Gen Xers would They'd go be like waffle fries. Oh my god, they serve yeah. waffle fries. And that's where you would that that was kind of like the last generation. And now, thank God, the nightclub and the bar scene is dead. I mean, I don't think anyone picks up anyone else at a bar now. The internet's come along. Yeah, put an end to that bullshit right quick. Um, but in comparison, is it bullshit? It's, I mean, what's it's better, what's better it not meeting somebody face to face or meeting somebody face to face? It didn't matter because it, it was all a crapshoot anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had before the internet, you had to go out in the real world and you'd go to bars and there was a, it's like currency. There are traits and characteristics of certain things in the world that make them good currency, malleability, divisibility, longevity, uh, rarity, and bars ended up having these traits that just, for whatever their failings, they had these key things. There was booze. It was after work. Um, it was a place to gather. You had your sports ball on. Uh, but then, <clears throat> especially in nightclubs, they They'd up the ante. Uh, and I do believe, unconscious though it may have been, women did that to see, okay, how many men are going to battle through this to get to me? So you got loud music, a cover charge, ladies' night. You got to buy me a drink. You got to pull me away from the herd. I mean, test after test after test after test. Mm-hmm. And then I think what they did is not consciously or anything, but it became, it, it, they pushed it too far where even guys in their 20s like, fuck this shit. This is bullshit. And fuck going to the bars. And then the internet came on. I remember people would originally mock online dating or internet dating, but it just became way easier. Mm-hmm. And now uh, if you do any research and, and talk to millennials or, or look it up, which I had to do, um, the men are very lackadaisical in approaching and dating. 
Um, they don't take women out because they don't have the money is one main thing. I got a buddy, Hadrian online, and she is upset that these men are just like cheap. They don't offer dinner dates or this or that. They're like, guys just want to go get coffee. Maybe we'll go get a drink. But they're not like, yeah, let me take you out today because they're like, no, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. So uh, for whatever the drawbacks of the, the uh, internet dating is, uh, men have become much more couth or aware or valuing of their time. And they're just kind of like, yeah, let's meet online. And you got all this time to flirt and establish a report on the internet that before you go meet them. And then because women always lie on the profiles, as do men, men are now like, oh, I'm not setting up a fancy actual dinner date for a girl who's using a 15 year old picture 50 pounds ago. Let's just meet for coffee. And, and that's what's happened. So at least in the, in the olden days, you could see the product. Right. The girl could see the guy. The guy could see the girl. You'd know immediately whether there be any sex, whether the sexual attraction uh, box was checked. Um, but now, since that's almost the last thing you see, I think maybe even men aren't that excited anymore. They're like, "Yeah, that's, that's a catfish." That it's like, no, let's let's figure out some other stuff first. In other words, they're taking a much more guarded and insurance of their time approach mm-hmm. than they would being drunk and horny. And trying to hit on you know some cute gal who was at the then and there and now, uh, the beer goggles that women are trying to replicate the beer goggles with uh, with it with the <laughs> pictures up like that yeah. yeah their pictures are automatically <laughs> uh, uh, glamorized or whatever and made to look different yeah had a buddy forty three went on a date and she lied and I'm like did you walk out no I stood up I I stayed there for the day I'm like if a woman did that to me. Not only would I get up and I'd yell at her. That'd be one of those instances where I might face jail time. I'd be like, what the f-? In front of everyone. You're fat. You're fucking fat. Waste my motherfucking time. You'll never find a guy. And then someone would film it and I'd be on the internet, world's most hated man. And I'd be like, hey, assholeconsulting.com. I'd make tons of fucking money. Maybe it would be the best thing for me to do. I'd show up and the, the, the woman would be like, you're not Kurt Russell. What? <laughs> <laughs> you have both eyesights. What? What? <laughs> you got two eyes. <laughs> uh, Tropic thunder. You got hands. <laughs> Should I read heapings? All right. Now we go to, heapings. you see it. Okay. I don't, yeah, for some here. reason on YouTube, it's not there between black heart. I got it. And heaping. It's not I'm there. Not have to refresh yourself there. Okay. I am not paying for college because I get financial aid, but I really want to become a translator or interpreter because I only care about languages. It's the number one. It's just, it's the passion, man. Okay. Well, prepare to be let down because the world doesn't care about languages. Go to bls.gov and look up, let's do it right now. Fucking Christ. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, if you, if you want to spend money to get that, fine but you cannot spend money to get that right he is going to your point he is if he goes to college he's going to waste his financial aid on a degree that is worthless he's going to take twice the time it's probably i'd say four times the amount of time it's going to take because he's got to go back and forth and commute and all that other shit if he just sits the fuck down at home gets rosetta stone and then flies to china yeah or france or wherever he wanted to go but you said there's a he, test that you need to take. So there's, yeah, there's an independent there's a, test. There's a proficiency test. And, you're and you don't need it. a degree for that. You don't need a degree. So there you go. So if he's got his financial aid, use that for something else. And if you want to do languages, learn to code. That will translate, pun intended, 
into learning languages as well as learning computer languages. There will be some hey. overlap there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. especially because in IT, you're dealing with... I mean, a lot of times people outsource their IT to other countries. And if you had the edge of being able to communicate effectively with the people um, doing the IT work for whatever company, then then you're golden. But okay. it sounds like, I mean, financial aid, you have to pay back financial aid unless well, you're getting scholarships. Well, if you're getting scholarships, yeah. Guess what a translator, mid-career, we're talking 10 years in, mid-career, veteran translator, fluent. Uh, seventy thousand a year. Forty thousand, uh, forty-nine thousand dollars a year. No, really, that's okay, all. I, I will say this again. I made that one year teaching dance classes on the side, adjusting yeah. for inflation. Right. It. There you go. So you, if you want to make any money at translating, you got to get in with a really lucrative company and and really know your shit. The only and real have way- other skills have have human understanding skills, be able to read people, have skills that aren't just translating, but you're going to have to be effective as like uh I don't know, it's going to be more than just translating. The highest paying you're going to get, and it may not even be that high paying, is you will be a spy for the United <laughs> <you> go. States <laughs> government, <laughs> which will require that you also have military experience. Yeah, there you go. Or some kind of FBI forensic experience. I was like, oh, we need to go to him because yeah. not only does he know Cantonese, he's a programmer too and knows everything about the Chinese hacking uh, yeah. Yakuza organization, even though Yakuza right. is Japanese. So the CIA, you're gonna, the, your best bet is to be a translator and on the side work for the CIA. Go into the, no, no. You don't approach the CIA. Well, they're, they, they're the spies, right? They're not going to hire dipshit Phil unless you happen to be uh, a in unicorn. Yeah, in the military. If you want to go and work for the FBI, and, the, and I wish some baby boomers would have told me this, but no, you can do whatever you want. You go into the military. You go to the language school. You volunteer to go in country, and and you, you you're going to possibly die or be captured and put in a cave somewhere for and very long you, periods of time how much do you make for that above the fifty thousand? Well, you know it's just <laughs> no it's these soft you know suburbanite boys who just i want to go work for the un and my dream is laying well fuck you your dream isn't real it's a nightmare we just got a big one but we'll have to wait for that we just got a big one a big one we did a big yeah. one just came in <laughs> holy shit look at that 100 bucks <laughs> a big, a big right. one just came in a big one i like Ooh. that one. Woo. Double D's, Cappy, baby. <laughs> Cappy's going to get some pokey bull tonight. Maybe triple D's. E or F. We, me and the GF <laughs> were talking, you know, stupid. What if this book really does sell millions of dollars? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll get my. It's like universe- the lottery ticket discussion you're having about your book. Huh? Yeah, I'm like, maybe well, I'll win. Maybe I'll win. And then, like, oh, I'll, I'll give myself a, a pimped out donk. And then we get this and that. And then GF is like, well, I kind of want a nicer SUV. Not not new, though. Oh, no, not new. And so we did the math. It's like, so what are we going to do with the other $9,999,999? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, fuck. It would come down to charity, wouldn't it? Fucking ruin my reputation because I'd be like, ah, fuck. I got to give people money. What am I going to I feel bad about buying it. I really like bowling. Even bought some bowling shoes. 
you know, what am I going to do? Get a platinum bowling ball? It's like <laughs> the platinum bowling ball or feed a bunch of cappy capites who want to go to college and major in STEM. I'm like, I really like the platinum bowling ball. Fuck. Should we I don't keep know going? Such a thing. Yeah. Bearded Nemo Phyllis is back. Bachelor pad economics and reconnaissance man should be. I think it's must reads for any late teen, early twenties male. I wish I had them 18 years ago. Read the damn, read the damn books, kids. You know what? Hang on, hang on. Give me a second. Well, that's the thing is that kids hang today on. have, I mean, their world's their oyster. They've got this thing called the internet and they've got us doing this, us frustrated Gen Xers who... <laughs> fucked up and learned all our important lessons and we're trying to I got to tell get... you all and you've got access to all this information and there's not really any excuses anymore. I the bearded nemophilist is 100% right but I it just means like I'd get on my ass. Mary Jo and I have been going back and forth about her advertising my books and you know various states and poses and what would make a great video is like boys buy this fucking book for god's sake although I think she's too nice to say fucking. Um but have her in like a bikini or something like that. And and that would be the number one way. But I got to chase busy. That's the problem with girls that actually got their shit together. They're busy and they got real jobs. So, um, Well, it's, I mean, the word of mouth thing is important. And back in the day, I mean, movies used to be in the theaters for a year to two years. And it was mm-hmm. what made them big was word of mouth. And so everything's bad. so fast now where it's like just a flash on the pan. And yeah. what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a body of work that lasts. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't work with the flash in the pan bullshit. So. Swear to God, you know what? The worst thing that could happen to me, and I've said this before. Oh, is you go viral on something? No, no. Is that I'm ahead of my time. And like all of a sudden somebody influential discovers me and then promotes me, you know, like 50 years after I'm dead. And then my books make billions of dollars. Right. I swear to God, I'd rise from the grave and just be. Well, they off, won't. You know? They they'll they'll. It's just like everybody else, every other poser out there that just takes somebody else's shit and presents it as their own. That's what's going to happen. So. I guess I don't know how you're going to recreate bachelor pad economics or worthless. Sure, uh, they just read it and then they say it in their own words. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's uh... that's <laughs> all that's right. What you do. you go. cite it. You cite it and put Here we a goal. Uh, thank you very much, uh, One Man's Way. 100 bucks. Please read DT. It's in red. I mean, that just, it's Christmas time all over here, right? I am water plant operator. I make 80000 a year. I'm topped out in my industry. Single, 32, no debt. Should I use my GI bill for the trades? I could get two trades out of the GI bill. The average age of the trades is 55, so in the future, much higher pay or pursue engineering. I, I'd, uh, I'd have to say engineering. Well, it depends on how good he's at math. I mean, if he's yeah, really I mean, good. well, here, we're, here's, here again, once again, we're in the ballpark. So none of these are bad choices. He's no. in the ballpark. He's going to do good. And then my standard advice is, well, now you got to do some soul searching. What do you prefer? Right. So because I can't, you know, maybe he really likes working with his hands. Yeah, then go become a, a trade. Maybe he likes working outside. Yeah, go and, and work an oil rig or something like that. All I know that universally, though, I mean, if he's 32, he's he's not old, but in the tradesmen, you wear out your body after a while, and soon you can't yeah. physically do it anymore. Whereas engineering, you can you can do that. 
uh, going forward. Uh, so this, none of them are bad. I hate to say it, but if he's a water plant operator, civil engineering is what designs water plants. So, yeah, but you advise against that because of all I, the politics I, now. Yes, that's why I say that. I hate to say it because it's so political that you might not get. I mean, eighty thousand a year is a lot, and even bad. as an engineer in civil engineering, you're you're probably not going to make much more than that. So. Um, I don't know. I'd almost even say, I mean, he's 32. He's, he's thinking, Oh, there's more to life. Right. That's why he's thinking of doing more, right. Yeah, he's got these opportunities. Yeah, he's thinking yeah. of doing more, but you're making 80,000 a year. A water plant operator has got to be working for government. Um, you're kind of sitting pretty. And so I don't know. I just so kind of think about your reasons for wanting to do something different. So what you're saying, sometimes you win the race, but you don't know it because there ain't no celebration. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he's won. That's certainly eight, 32. I didn't make no $80,000 when I was 32. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I re, I mean, after taking my break from engineering and raising my kids, when I came back to government employment, I wasn't making 80,000 a year as an engineer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, he's doing really well. That's probably why he gave us a hundred bucks, but <laughs> I mean, he's, he, uh, uh, there's other things you could do too, I guess. I mean, if you're unsatisfied with the, your day job, there's things you can do on the side that just maybe interest you and maybe those will develop into something. So I don't know. I just kind of, I would say kind of count your blessings here a little bit. And if you want to do something for fun, maybe look into it, but you're kind of sitting pretty. I think, I think what he's really, he's got this GI bill and he's got to use it. Yeah. It's kind of, I honestly, if there's something you could do to advance your career, like, I don't know how he became a plant operator. I assume some kind of engineering or trades tradesmanship. Uh, if there's anything else you could apply to make more money, go ahead and do it. But yeah, if you got to use the GI bill, yeah, I, I can't answer specifically either way you go, you're going to do fine, but you're going to have to research a little bit more about the only thing else I could think of is if he got a trade in something that would help him build his own home. Like if he became a plumber, right, he yeah. could do the plumbing or he could be an electrician, yeah. became a, you know, he could, he could wire his own, um, house, but that assumes he's building his house and does, you know, he, he's, he's single. Maybe he'll never have a damn house. I mean, to leverage your water plant operator expertise, I mean, obviously plumbing would be the obvious choice for a trade. You know, you know what he, what he should do? He, he should help out the single moms. I think he should give some of his GI bill to the single moms that are, that are needy this Christmas season. There's a lot of people that go overseas to, you know, dig wells and shit for, uh, for, uh, African tribes and stuff. So there's, I mean, that's, that's the exciting yeah, that worked. part. Yeah, that's oh, the exciting yeah, part yeah. of civil engineering. The exciting part of civil engineering is going and bringing, uh, third world nations up to snuff. That's basically, yeah, because Africa is so up to snuff right now. We've well, that's the only that's the only areas that actually care about the right thing to do. Everything oh, else they is, need it. Okay, I see. Yeah, everything right. else is social engineering and civil engineering. So I just I cannot recommend civil engineering unless you want to go overseas or something. I just can't do it. China probably's got to be a little bit serious about their yeah. Well, yeah. if there's a country that's actually serious about the right solutions rather than paying attention to global warming bullshit sure. or you know uh, diversity or whatever. Then that's then civil engineering works there, but otherwise you're just going to be completely unsatisfied. You know that part in the Wonderful Life movie where 
uh, George is like, I want to build a bridge this long. That's not what civil engineering is anymore. There's no, there's none of that. So you're well, not going to be. George, what are you saying? Well, you're not going to be George Bailey. That's well, not going to happen. Well, my goodness. <laughs> I had these dreams of a bridge and it would go, would go really, really, really far. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now you're saying it has to have black penis <laughs> and Latina vagina. And, well, what does that got to do with load bearing structures? <laughs> yep. Jeez, DG, good one. Is, good little bit there, George. Why is there a vagina sculpture on my bridge? What what's going on here now? What was I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump off it. I'm gonna jump off of this fucking bridge, the vagina bridge. There's all that symbolism there. Yeah, he was trying to. He was a, a, a aspiring civil engineer, and he was gonna jump off a bridge. Wait, was you know? he a civil engineer in that? He was aspiring civil engineer. That, I the, thought he was a banker. Well, yeah, but he never got to get out of the town and go do his thing because so he, he ended was, up becoming he, a banker. Yeah, well, when it was time for him to go see the world and go to college and all that kind of stuff, yeah. his brother went instead. And oh. so he was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And that's that part where he finally his life is being destroyed. And he looks at that model of the bridge that he built oh, and he smashes so it. OK, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. What was his wife's name or girlfriend's name? Matt? Well, Donna Reed. I don't remember her. Mary, 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 Mary. Mary. <laughs> and then you have like Claude or Clarence the angel. Clarence is the angel. Yeah. Clarence. Oh, geez, Clarence. They made a, a bridge out of vagina. Can you believe it? We didn't finance. It was that other fellow who was in the wheelchair store. That's funny. I remember. I do remember that it was five thousand bucks, and that was enough to tank the bank. Yep. Nowadays, it'd just be like the the Federal Reserve doesn't even have to fart and would give you that much. I love looking at the "It's a Wonderful Life" with Mister Potter as the hero. You know, this disabled guy who makes all the tough decisions, rises up through the ranks, becomes a becomes a powerful man, a successful man. And he's the villain back then. But nowadays, Mr. Potter, man, he warned against the subprime lending. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's a modern day hero, Mr. Potter. He was me. Uh, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Handle uh, Fernando. He's a regular. All right. Uh, the Infinity QX80 has two catalytic converters. Okay. It costs 6000 to replace both. Lately, only lease these luxury cars. Uh, maintenance is too expensive. Okay, I don't know. Buy. Hang on, I got an itchy scalp. Can't get through it underneath this hat. There we go. <clears throat> yeah, you don't, I don't know, Infinity, that just, I might as well, the F-16 fighter plane, I might as well buy one of those. I, uh, I, uh, I'm not a fan of, but I, why would you have two catalytic converters? There's just that much exhaust going through or what? I don't know anything about cars. I don't really care about anything about cars. Uh, they're, to get from point A to point B. That is what they are. Flat Flower B. people. No, huh? we get you, you keep jumping ahead, man. What? Who's now? This you is like up on the two screen? comments before. I'm yeah, I'm not getting everything on YouTube. I don't know what's going on here. All right. Do you see the screen we're on now? Don't yes, I do. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Blackheart B for 10 bucks says the only people bitching about not being able to hook up are straight guys. I don't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> Going to gay clubs and banging trans chicks resolve this issue. Wow. Okay. He's very open. <laughs> uh, he, he's got Satan as his avatar. So who Maybe knows with this one? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's true, man. Those guys, I, you know, 
Khan's my best friend and he happens to be gay. And uh, we go to the gay nightclubs, which fun, by the way, a lot of fun. Uh, and God almighty, they hook up. That's the great uh, thing no. about being a gay guy. They want to have sex and the gay guys also want to have sex. That's why they're always fucking happy and lesbians are pissed off. Well, the Nobody only consequence is disease, right? The only consequence well, there's, is disease. There's a drawback too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not denying that. But I was just. I, I was just like. I mean, very young. I was like, God dang! Look at all these guys. They got all the dick in the world they want, you know, and they're happy about it. <laughs> only problem That's is why they were called gays. That's oh, why no. they were gays, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not. Back it's to- not a shock. They're happy. No. It's just... Don, we now are gay apparel. Follow yeah. la 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 la. <laughs> All right, can I read flower people now? Now flower people. Future technology will risen the dead good sirs. Future technology will rise? Maybe. The dead from the dead good sirs? I don't know what even that means. But I think maybe that after we die, we'll be raised from the dead? Maybe. I don't know. Something. I, I don't think so. Be kind maybe of cool flower people has drank as much as I have. So. Yeah. <laughs> Got Hepping 27 again? Yeah. Thanks for the advice, Aaron. I am sorry if I pissed you off. I will look to major in accounting or computer science since these are good majors. Good. Now, if you're going to go accounting, you got to go CPA or not bother at all. Okay. Yep. So computer science, civil engineering, mechanical engineering, anything but bio. You don't want to do bio anything. But if you're going to go accounting, you got to go for your CPA. If you're not willing to go for your CPA, then don't go for accounting. Right. CPA and then once you get the CPA, you don't necessarily have to do say CPA stuff. It just opens up all kinds of doors for auditing yeah, but and if, everything. If you're at that point, you might as well commit to being an accountant then. And we got another $10 one here. From <laughs> DJ Aftershock. Is that the next one you got? DJ Aftershock. Yep, 10 bucks. Cappy. Not to me. When are you going to hang out with dude bro six figs Thaddeus McThaddeus the sixth? Six? The sixth. Chip, Chip, McChipson, the fourth, and John McAllister, the third, at his dad's private country club. Love your videos, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Have I you ever would... hung out with guys like that? Sometimes like, in the, the, I'm not kidding. The, uh, <clears throat> the most common place I've hung out with those guys was the Carlson School of Management uh, in terms of attitude. Not necessarily the money, but the attitude. They're all going to be slick dicks and da 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 and stuff like that. And a significant amount of wealthy kids did attend that school because there was like a yearbook that came out and you look at like where what high school they attended. A lot of guys from Blake. Uh, what are some of the other? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Creton Hall, St. Sure. Thomas, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of money went to yeah. the Carlson School of Management. And I'm, I wish I saved that yearbook because I'd love to look up some of these dude bros now and where they've gone. Um, the only other time I've really ran into the dude bros, have you been to Lord Fletcher's on Lake Minnetonka? Are you seriously asking that question? Why? Did we go to Lord Fletcher's one <laughs> No, I've never been there. I mean, why? Why? What, what did I you do the about, entire, You just sit at home? I just talked about almost getting raped in the woods around okay, Lake all right, Calhoun. But it's so. possible in your... 40 years of life, you might have. Have you been to Lake Minnetonka? Yes. Oh, sort of. All right. (laughs) Wait, okay. You know, I have sort of. (laughs) Anyway, uh, oh, yeah, you have sort of. That's right. Uh, There's a bar called Lord Fletcher's, and that's where all the boats pull up from the dock. 
And that is where you're going to have, I mean, a lot of, a lot of legit people who have money there, I think, uh, oh, what's a famous Timberwolves basketball player, a lot of Vikings hang out there. A lot of that's where some real money is, but it's the douchebag money. I mean, it's the, the people who are, who could have lost it all, you know, like Dave Ramsey, they could have lost it all tomorrow yeah. because they invested on why and they were dude broing. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and they won't, especially they they just can tell if you're their type or not, and if you're not, dude, bro, they don't talk to you. You're not invited. Um, so what would be? I mean, I'm gonna guess here. The advice on being able to hang out with dude bros would be, you'd have to go get a fake tan first, and yeah, then be and maybe. then be drunk. Get some Oakley sunglasses or whatever sunglasses are popular now. Yeah, fake tan sunglasses, drunk. And then you'd be able to hang out with them. Maybe? You got to have a loud shirt. You got to have fancy clothes. Here's the problem: to be a dude, bro, you got to be at least six feet tall. Okay. Like a lot of that, not all of it, but a lot of it is jock culture. Okay. Um, and you gotta, you know, you gotta wear your hat on backwards. And not only do you have to be above six, you gotta lift. That's one thing I will give the dude bros legitimate credit for. They yeah. actually do lift weights. They are in good right. physical shape. That's the only thing they are, though. But right. yeah, you really got to be big, man. You can't just be like me or Chad Elkins. You know, me and Chad Elkins, we can't do, bro. We're not tall. Hey, would I be able to do, bro? You see you'd be my, able to do. Yeah, you well, you're a little bit too old though, too. I think I think like yeah. 40 is the max age to do, bro. Oh man. Then you Damn just get, it. then you then you get promoted to washed up. I'm just missing out. You're just missing out <laughs> on everything. But I think that I mean, getting drunk has got to be the most important aspect of hanging out with dude bros, right? To be able to tolerate it, to be able to go, woo, you got to be drunk, right? Uh, no, you, no. I to mean, be it able helps. To go, yeah, but, fist but, bump, fist bump, baby. I not, know what you're talking about. You ever see the um, the Family I'm, Guy episode where Brian loses, like he has a brain tumor, and it makes him 15 or 20 points of IQ dumber? No. And he's like having fun and getting laid and having a grand old time. You never saw that one? No, I didn't. Yeah, and then so like Stewie's trying to like get him to get the surgery so he comes back to being very intelligent, Brian. He's like, dude, what are you nuts? I'm popular. Like people do. And so right. you actually I think you cannot be too smart. You have right. to have an IQ of below 120 to be a dude role. If you get above 120, like, ah, this is kind of a pain in the ass. No, I don't care what happened to the game. No, I gotta I gotta go home and program or something like that. But yeah, you're 105 to your 115. That is like prime IQ level for dude, bro. You're smarter than ever. You do have work and some hustle, but you're not that smart and you don't have that much of a work ethic to actually become an engineer. See, they so, don't like enjoy scotch and sip no. brandy. They no. do shots, right? They do tequila shots or whatever. So you can't, I mean, your tastes even can't be that refined. At my bar that is now closed in the WBL, the bartender told me about someone who came in, and it's the Louis 13. It's $300 a shot, or oh that one. God. Yep. Yeah. This guy rode for all my buddies, man. I think, I don't know, whatever. He closed the deal. And they all slammed it. And they then he slammed came, it they without enjoying it. Slammed it. That's, that's like sacrilege. It's just, ugh. and then the guy's like, Dude, how much? He's like, well, can I have another on the house? And he's like, no. No. This is expensive. <laughs> what do you think? We jack it up 10,000%? We have to pay a lot for this too. And that's that's dude bro. Dude like, bro, bro is uh, shots rather than shots. Yeah. Remember the song? Shots, 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 shots. 
Dude, bro, is you wear your glass sunglasses indoors, even though it's nighttime right. outside. Right. Went to a wedding like that. They all had their sunglasses indoors. And dude, bros, you're always, you make lots of money in short, brief periods of time until either you or your boss gets raided by the feds for fraud and embezzlement. <laughs> right. That is that is way more common than you think. So they're living on the edge all the time. <laughs> well, you ever see Boiler Room? No, I might have, but I don't remember it. That's kind of like that. Like you're always sell- they don't produce anything. It's all sales. It's all commission. Yeah. Um, it's like what well, what you know, it's who you know, and you you take people out to get them drunk, and you close the deal. Always closing the deal, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and then you know they take their sometimes hundred thousand dollar salary and they go buy themselves a quarter million dollar car on on payments and then their sales check doesn't come through or they find out the boss has embezzling funds and the fbi is writing their offices and then they get too sheepishly returned the, and then then all the girls oh god i remember this wedding i went to all these guys had dropped dead gorgeous girls <clears throat> and then i think three years after the wedding uh, i found out that the sales company did go belly up these guys were working like construction or whatever they could to make ends meet. And none of them had their cars or their hot chicks. Enjoy the decline. <laughs> Mary enjoy the decline. So yeah, the, the dude bros, they, uh, they don't have staying power. They don't have staying. No. Girls love them. They, they're fun. They spend a lot of money and they get bottle service and they're good looking too. No I doubt. Just, about I, it. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. I have to be completely drunk. Oh, no. Hang out with them. Even if you're drunk, you just, they're so dumb. Because you go to these parties and it's all inside jokes and uh, and everyone's got a nickname. Oh, Skidmeister. Right. Yeah, we call him the Skidmeister because he did some skids in his car sh- one time. He shit his oh, pants one time. His pants. Oh, man. That was great. We got like. Oh God! I need lots more bullets for this gun. Uh, I could, I could really save society a lot of money by killing all of you. So, uh, yeah, no, that's why you need to be drunk. You need to be drunk. You need to be drunk. Yeah, you need to be drunk. So, should we do this last one and then call it? Yeah, let's call it. Let's call that. Is this the last one from Noah Acosta? Yeah. I am afraid that when we go to heaven, God will now have a diversity quota to get in. No. No. Because only white people go to heaven knowing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not only white people, only men. Only men go. So you're good, Noah. You're good. Bruh, you, me, DT. Well, good. Those uh, those girls that just, they, they go. Where do girls go? They go to girl heaven, which is called Western civilization. There right. you go. And they'll still not be happy. And it's like, oh, this is hell, isn't it? <laughs> uh, like all these clowns and stuff and like cherubim and seraphim. Like, you know, I just don't like the shoes. And even though I have everything. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah, am not, I am not a Christian anymore, but the one thing I hang my hat on is that I do have to have hope that God is perfectly just. And that's all I hang my hat on. So I, I don't be afraid answer. of the diversity bullshit. And we at, got, we got another one here. I think. Yeah, we I, know, do. I know. <laughs> after, after my little, uh, you know, little brush with death, I had quite the opposite effect with finding Jesus or, or religion. It was like, no, you fuckers know anything. And all I found was, was, Safety and stoicism. I found I found happiness and stoicism. Oh, Matt Forney's in the channel. We just want to say, hey, what's up, bras? Is that really Matt? 
No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, one man again for twenty bucks. Thanks, dude. Being blue collar. Uh, maybe. Well, what? there's a there's a. You said what's up, bros? It's got his picture, but who knows? Uh, one man's way. Being blue collar chicks online dismiss me. Oh, being blue collar, comma chicks online dismiss me because I don't have a degree. Thoughts on display? I have my life together without flashing wealth. Now, they, dude, this is one of the major problems. Well, we were talking about this, right, DT, where women complain about whatever it is. It's like, well, that's reality, and it's so dumb. It's hurting right. my brain to come up with an example now. Women want a guy with a degree. They're looking for what? This is, he's not up to my level. I can't find anyone at my level. The degree is now the new money. And it's sad because <laughs> women who have – look, I'll, I'll be very clear about this. Most women with college degrees do not deserve men with college degrees. And the reason why, and we're going to say it again for the 18 billionth time because it actually closed the wage gap, because it's not your degree, it's what you majored in that mattered. It's not bachelors of. It's what comes after of that matters the most. So your bachelors of sociology or communications or women's study is jack fuck all shit. That you are not entitled to a man with a bachelor's degree, period, of anything then, because you have a worthless degree. It's the type of degree, not the degree itself. And we can argue this all we want, but that's what women think. They think a master's is better than a bachelor's and a doctor is better than a, no matter what it's in. But as the client here points out, hey, I got a real skill. I got a real trade. I, I am empirically proven to have more value because I'm paid 80 grand a year than someone who has a master's degree in English who only makes $35,000 right. a year. They don't see that. They really don't see that. They have been conditioned. I'll say it again. How many trillions of dollars and trillions of hours have been going into brainwashing women to think that their education and their career is the most important thing? These women live by their education. And until their career takes off, they will live the education is the most important thing. And they've been conditioned to think that their education is the most important thing with no regard as to what it's in. So all they see, the horse blinders on, they just see, oh, dumb plumber at the water plant. They're probably, they probably literally think you're Homer Simpson. They <laughs> yeah. look at you like, oh, he's just the idiot that works at the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Little do they realize you're making more than a lot of engineers make. Yeah. And that it's not, the degree does. So, but that's what they've been conditioned to have. They want a guy with a degree. That's not going to be coming undone anytime soon because that would require critical thinking. And since two thirds of the women don't have degrees in STEM and therefore are not capable of critical thinking because they've been brainwashed in the liberal arts and the social sciences, they're, you're never going to convince them that it's not the degree that matters. It's what your skill or trade is. My question is, would you want to, I mean, would you want to land a chick that it only looks at you because you have a degree. I mean, your, your work, you got to realize that once you land that chick, then you've got years of strife and deprogramming just to make her <laughs> to, to correct those things that are wrong in her brain. So I don't even know. I mean, I understand like, Oh, I need a degree to be able to get chicks, but do you want to get those chicks that are demanding degrees anyway? If, if he just wants to get laid, it, here, okay, yeah, how hard right, is it? Okay, to, there you go. Yeah, how, that's a difference. You know, hey, buddy, here's the answer. You lie. You lie. 
Yeah, right. I got a degree. Print off a fake degree. It's not that hard. You know, print off. And, and don't go crazy. Bachelor's degree in business. Carlson School of Management. No one's going to check on it. It's not a known school. It's a piece of shit degree, piece of shit college. But it'll fly. And then you, and then he's like, yeah, I have my degree in whatever. You know, and, and just just tell them that. Because what are they going to do? Call up the, the school and get your All transcripts? Right. What are they going to do? Right. You don't even have to print off the degree and say, it, it's in a box over in storage. You know, I don't like to brag. You know, oh, yeah, summa cum laude. Whatever. I mean, it. Well, didn't for a while, like, garbage men call themselves sanitary engineers? Yeah. I mean, so it's like, it's not. <laughs> you can probably call yourself an engineer. <laughs> I. <sighs> and you're that's much, is, higher, much higher than a garbage man. So. <laughs> DT is correct. You don't want to be marrying or dating these girls seriously. But if you're just looking to get your dick wet, fine. You have your bachelor's degree in some that you can fake. I mean, I guess you could get by with civil engineering. He works at a water sure. plant, right? Yeah, yeah you, you can fake civil engineering. You can use the terms in a phrase. And the women who are looking for that aren't women who are in STEM. Almost guarantee you there'd be a, a one-to-one yin to yang to that. If you find a gal that was a STEM major, she's not going to care if you have a degree. All right? And you can't pass. You can't fake that with her because she would know her shit. But the woman who's like, oh, he must have a degree. She's a liberal arts major. You can fake that. They're too stupid to fucking know otherwise. Oh, here's the one. Hmm. I'll give, you know, I'm going to contribute to the lie here, the lying. I'm going to be a little oh, good. dark. I like lies. Dark DT. Okay. If anybody confronts you about, uh, well, are you really in civil engineering? If you want to portray yourself as having gotten your civil engineering degree, just say, yeah, it was a little tough. Diffie Q, which Diffie Q is short for differential equations. Say Diffie right. Q is tough. And so is physics to electricity and magnetism. And just say that. But my and that'll be, it, that'll give you enough credibility. Cause those were for me, I was college was easy for me. Civil engineering uh, was easy for me. The only classes that gave me any trouble were Diffie Q and physics to electricity and magnetism. So I, I, I disagree because if you're using that language, now you're trying to bluff your way past people who know what that is. Oh, uh, well, but I, or, or, well, then, then those ones will know, but most people won't. Right. Well, what I'm saying is he's got himself a girl who he meets online. Her name's Tina, and she majored in journalism. Well, let's just say uh -huh. he doesn't even need to break out those big words. He could just tell her about his job. Sure, sure. But, but she, if it comes up, but if it comes up, you know, then just that's the backup. That's the thing that's in your back pocket. If it ever comes up in conversation, yeah, well, equation. how would call it for you? How, you know, how, how did you do in school? Those are the two classes you could say mm. that are difficult. And yep. Yeah. And then you'd be good to go. So, mm -hmm. All right. I guess we got the money. Keep rolling in. They're going to keep us here forever. How many more? Oh, just one. Yep. Fernando. That's good. Fernando Covet. The governor's niece was my classmate, had lunch at her grandma's mansion. We kids were served by butlers who wore white gloves. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dude. If I had that money, I would never. The kid, those kids are ruined unless they the dad really sat them down with some June and Ward shit. But that's you can't have a, an upbringing like that and be anchored in reality. There's no. no way. It's like the hot chick that gets all her drink spot for her whole life. Oh yeah, yeah. And now she's our age, and now they're old. <laughs> oh, 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 women who were hot back when they were young in my school, and now. No, they are not. Oh, those are good times. Those are good times, DT. Those are Absolutely. Good times. Yeah. Hey, no more Super Chats. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you, everybody. Go to 
olderbrother.com slash donate where you can donate at Patreon, uh, PayPal if you want. That doesn't get you anything. You could become a patron member where you get access to the Road Trip Podcast, Mary Jo's Pinups, and access to Sanity is the Future of Wealth. And this Christmas season, do all your Christmas shopping online, which you pretty much have to do now if you want to get it by Christmas time, uh, by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link there. And that's it. Would you take us out correctly, DT? I'll just first say, tune into blackbrigade.org. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Yep. For DT's uh, rants every week. And then I will say, dismissed in toodles. <laughs> <laughs>